Hello everybody! This is the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm Robert Ring. Today's date is December 20th, 2016. This is episode number 72, the last one of the year. Jay and Blake, why don't we uh, end this year with the big old bang? Uh, I'm not down for orgies. Going out with a bang. No, no. It's, it's Have you never tried it? Have you ever tried it? <laughs> have you ever, have you ever tried <laughs> I can't handle this. I was about to say something. I don't know. What do you want? I'm not too sure anymore. <sighs> yeah, mom. We are, uh, oh, you want to do like a five-hour extravaganza end of the year party? I will pass out after about 90 <laughs> minutes, so you can do that all you want. <laughs> Let's get this ball rolling. Guess what? For, for, hold on, real quick. I just want to give a teaser for uh, the next episode. So, this is the last year uh, episode of the year, as I said. I'm this is the last year ever. The last year. Ever. <laughs> no more years. Goodbye to everybody. It's been fun. Uh, I am getting an Atari for Christmas. Oh. Uh, so, that's going to be, I think, a fun next episode. Oh, 100%. Oh, God. And I've got like I'm getting like eight games with it too, or something like that. So it's gonna be pretty sick. Um, so I will definitely be playing some Atari games for next time, which I'm really glad because I haven't really played anything like super old like that. I guess except unless except for uh, NetHack, which is super old, but that's been pretty much it really since the podcast has started. So I'm happy to do some like really really classic stuff. Uh, but that's all I've got. You, know, we've got. you guys want to talk about news? There's only just a couple of little things. Well, one medium-sized thing and one little thing. Anything? There was, a, I mean, I heard apparently today there was a new shipment of the Nintendo oh, Minis. Oh, really? Okay. And they sold, like, one of my viewers went to Best Buy to buy it, and it sold out at 4 a.m., like, <laughs> as the doors open. Get that's fucked. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, what? Like, how does that happen today? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, I feel like we're at a point where... Shit like that doesn't happen anymore. I Things mean, just completely sell. Like it's that. because Nintendo understocks the crap out of their products. It's really, really yeah. bad because like the hype is gonna die here. <laughs> They're not careful. Yeah, yeah I think you're. I, I mean, mean no, I kind of, I kind of agree. Bad. I kind of agree. I think like, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like the. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like the novelty like know. factor is gonna wear off. In like a couple months, and it's Christmas time. Like this is your this is your time to shine. Like yeah, yeah. This this is when people buy a lot of shit for. Like if if they were easily accessible, I was gonna get one for my dad. But guess what? They're not. You can always steal one. Somebody don't don't tell me how to live my life. (laughs) You know, I'm like basically after Christmas, I probably won't get one. I'm just like eh, whatever. Yeah, that's a shame (laughs) that there's not uh, more of those. God, we are just on a roll tonight. On it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. I feel like we're like the, the start of King of the Hill. You just fucking sit in front of the fence. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So news. Dang old news. Be wrong, wrong man. I don't mm-hmm. business. We're talking about a Nintendo Mini. Age of Empires Two came out. Oh yeah, came out in 1999. Huh? And there was an expansion for it released today. Shut up! I didn't know that. I've been, play- I've yeah. been playing HD on Steam like for like the last month. That's funny. yeah, it's on really? Steam. That's funny. I saw it on the front of the store, the Steam page, and I was like, "Wait, wait! They're doing another expansion for that." What's it called? I'm pretty sure when they brought it out, like uh, what was it, a year ago now. Probably for out. Steam. 
Yeah, for Steam, where they put AOE two over AOE two over to that. Oh, I don't I'm know. I'm pretty oh. sure they put out an expansion about the Aztecs or the something like that um, around that time. I don't know about that. The uh, Age of the Kings, I think, was the most recent one. Age of Empires two HD. Let's see what we got here. The expansion is called Rise of the Rajas. Oh wow, I didn't even know about that expansion. Yeah, the first one no, that they put new. out, they've got uh, oh, that's they've got three apparently that they put out for it. There's the Forgotten. There's the African Kingdoms, which came out November fifth, twenty fifteen. The Forgotten came out November seventh, twenty thirteen, and Rise of the Rajas came out just yesterday. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Apparently, it has four new civilizations, each with uh, new units and campaigns. Game's going strong. That's awesome. I I still really I enjoy playing it. Playing the game with my <laughs> friends back in yep. land party days. What is that? Do you think that I've I've never played that? Uh, I wanted to. I remember when it came out. I really wanted to, but like I never got around to. Do you think it holds up? I've been playing uh, it. I've been yeah. really enjoying it. I mean, it's an RTS, so like it's. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it it has very basic mechanics, so it is kind of annoying at times. You know, it doesn't have like the updated mechanics, so you it's a little bit irritating. But okay. it's fun. I mean. It's just it's it's different. I mean, there's a lot more resources than StarCraft. There's there's definitely much more like units that are stupid strong and then units that are really weak. So it's not like it's not like units directly counter each other as much as in StarCraft. But there's there's still some of that. I don't know. It it doesn't seem as balanced. I guess is the best way to put it. But I could be completely wrong. Just just based on my experience. Uh, I don't know much about the like ins and outs of the really detailed, this unit beats this and blah, 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 like spearmen beat cavalry and all yeah, that. But that's I don't know exactly, that's like the basic stuff. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's like a kind of a rock, paper, scissors, Robert. So spearmen beat oh, cavalry, cavalry beat infantry, and I think infantry beat spearmen. Okay. Yeah, something, something like that. Something like that. Sounds and cool. then there's also ships. There's uh, other types of units, like there are Huskarls. Like each race, each civilization has their own. God, I think I'm going to buy Age of Empires too. Uh, if you play expansions this year, oh, I've, already got, I've already got the game in my Steam library. I just don't have the expansions. I think I'm going to buy them on Steam sale nice. this winter. Um, so, like all the civilizations have their own unique units as well. Like there are the Goths who have Huskarls, which, which are well, axes. Stuff. They're pretty damn cool. Britons uh, have, also... like, the most busted long bowmen. They have the longest range yeah, of the game. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. they, can, they, they can hit you, like, basically off-screen. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's trebuchets <laughs> for base sieging. Really cool stuff like that. There's battering rams. All this kind of cool stuff. Uh, and it's yeah. fairly complicated because e- because each civilization will, like, they don't have access to everything. Yeah. So one civilization won't be able to make. I think the Goths can't do mounted infantry or longbowmen, something like that. But they have their yeah. huskarls, which have huge axes, and they throw them. So that's so they make up for it with that. So it's a weird balance, and uh, it's just a lot of fun just building up shit. Cool. They, uh, so really on the new one, the HD one, design too. The the new HD one, they redid the AI, so you can play against the old AI. You can play against the new AI, and the new AI is actually pretty good. They they actually like advance like they macro super hard at the beginning and they rush castle age, and then they get oh. castle units and just fucking rush you with them and it's it's actually pretty hard. Like, I, I do, fucking cool. I can survive against it, but like my friends who aren't very good RTSs just get completely decimated every time. It's really <laughs> funny. You know what? Uh, rock paper scissors format bothered me was the uh, uh, it was Fire Emblem on Game Boy Advance. You got the yeah, sword. Fire Emblem sucks. 
Yeah, this. Well, yeah, you got the sword, <laughs> the axe, and the spear. And what, what? How do you think the rock, paper, scissors on that would go? You may remember. Uh, sword, axe, spear. I mean, you. I'm gonna. What say would make sword, sense? Axe, axe beats spear. Say that again. Sword beats axe. Axe beats spear. Spear beats sword. Uh, yeah, that's actually it. That didn't make okay, sense. Because, I said that because that's the order you gave it in. Oh, okay. I say it like. Axe beats spear because you chop the spear in half and get in. <laughs> that's what I was like thinking. That's literally retreat. what I was thinking. That's so funny. <laughs> okay, well, maybe... maybe it's I'm... like, oh, couldn't the sword do that too? Yeah, but it doesn't weigh as much, so it can't... Yeah, and axes are used to chop down trees, like idiot. Come I was, on. Th- I was thinking, but... like, if you have a sword and an axe, the, sword, the axe <laughs> is going to overpower the sword. And then, like, if you got an axe versus a guy with a spear, like, I don't feel like you could close the range that, that good. I don't know. To me, it didn't make sense, but maybe it's just me. I th- I see spear beating sword, so that part makes sense to me. Like spear beating sword makes a lot of sense to me. It's got the range. How is the spear user going to get in for the axe sure. guy? A, a, a brute force kind of a thing. I don't know. I don't know. And then you like get... it just doesn't make sense. Very yeah, much. but it was also funny because you could get items that would reverse the the order of how things Jeez. like what beats what. <laughs> anyway, Dude, this is let, ridiculous. Let's not talk about that game anymore. Uh, yes, please. So the other news is Nostalrius is back up. Jay, take it away. Yeah. Um, so April this year, I, I think we, we've talked about this numerous times, but um, there was a private vanilla server that was hosting a good amount of people. Um, got shut down. It's for War- World kinda... of Warcraft, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Vanilla World of Warcraft. Um, Blizzard led the entire community on and was like, yeah, we're, we're doing stuff. Don't worry, we're doing stuff. And then BlizzCon <laughs> happened, and everybody was like, "Here it comes." And then Blizzard was like, "Hey, by the way, we're not going to talk about anything to do with legacy servers at BlizzCon." Everybody was like, "Oh, so that's a big fuck you to everyone." So everybody's like, "Okay." So Nostalgus is like, "Oh, we got let on really hard, so we're going to give our server data to another uh, really big community by the name of Elysium. Elysium has been hosting vanilla servers for six years out of Russia and some other unknown country in Europe." And they decided to host, so they're working together. Uh, they reopened the server as of Saturday of this past week. Um, it's hosting const- consistently like fifteen to seventeen thousand people. Really good MS. It's it's just amazing. Like it it it's just freaking amazing. This the community is going berserk. And so you said that could they be were let on. Does yeah, Blizzard invited Nostalrius to come visit okay. them, and they were like, oh, yeah. And Nostalrius brought them, like, all their server data. They showed them everything that they – like, they basically provided them their server data. They were like, we will literally give you this server data to host. They also showed them the number of people that were on their server, how active everyone was. They showed them – because they did a massive survey, basically. Because one of the biggest criticisms of the vanilla community is the only reason people play on it is because it's free. And so they did a, a big survey and, and research and said, hey – if Blizzard did do this, or if we did this, would you pay for it? And majority of people said, yeah, absolutely. And they showed that to Blizzard. They were like, hey, if, if you guys did this, people would pay for it. Blizzard, Blizzard was like, oh, this is great. This is great. This is exactly what we want. And then it was quiet for like six months, and Blizzard <laughs> didn't say anything. And what Nostalgia released recently is that Blizzard pretty much did, did not communicate with them after the, after they visited. That was it. It was literally just to get them there to quiet everybody down for a little while. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. And so now everybody's yeah, like, okay, go fuck yourself, Blizzard. You guys... You guys don't want to do this. We're gonna do it. So, Blizzard was probably yeah. like, "This is really good information." Thanks. Uh, do you also, by chance, have the IPs of everybody who's using your? Yeah, uh... <laughs> right. We could perma ban them. So yeah, everybody is. Uh, everybody was very upset, but now that it's back, I mean, 
like right now, slash who one two sixty. There are eight thousand people on this server, and there's about six thousand on the other ones. So there's like fourteen thousand people on right now, and wow. they're gonna open more servers in the next couple of weeks here. I think dead game. Yeah, right, game's <laughs> dead. So you've been playing that, and it's been pretty fun. It's been you said it's been running pretty uh, pretty solid. Yeah, it's, it, oddly enough, they've had very few actual disconnects, and they've been very like vocal, or they've been very uh, transparent about what's going on. Um, the other the other day they said they were getting DDoSed by six different sources at once, which oh, is really shit. funny. Yeah, so that definitely caused some server issues. Um, but overall, they've been very like they've been really good about uh, letting everybody know what's going on. So like they were having issues with the server. There was a tweet within like fifteen seconds of like, "Hey, we know there's server there's an issue with the server. We're working on it. Just be patient." It's it, in all honesty, it's better than it's more communication than Blizzard provides when there's server issues. Like it, it's absolutely crazy. Um... Not too surprised about that. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm happy as a clam. Uh, all my friends are back. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah, bringing friends. more and more people. Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Damn, son. Cool. Awesome. I'm glad that that's back up and people can play the old they want. World of Warcraft. As soon as they announce a server, like everybody, every, all my friends were like, "Oh, canceled Legion. Let me know when. Let me know where you're rolling." I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Let's talk about our games. Cool. You guys want to do that? Not I'll, really. I'll go first because, like I said, I'm I'm still sick, so I, okay. I don't know how long I'm going to be. Yeah, you like, talk, and then you can take a break. While we yeah, exactly. So it's not going to take very long. Let me let me find the actual name. Of, I know the name, but I'm trying to forget the uh, <laughs> the ver- Look, There's a lot of them, so I want to okay. make sure I get the right one. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. So how about them uh, local sports team? Out them, yeah. Well, let's not even go there. Uh, okay, so versus uh, Sage and Northcutt. Dude, oh my God, UFC has been nuts lately. I'm so excited about this. Okay, so I played uh, another FPS. Um, I played Medal of Honor Allied Assault. Woo. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay, thank you. Okay, good. I thought I've you were going to talking shit. No, no, that was one of the games that my friends and I played the shit out of. Right? Thank you. Oh my god, this game was so fun. <laughs> um, so I played this, a, I, I'm trying to remember what system I actually played it for originally, because I know it was for a lot of different systems. So this came out in 2002 for uh, for Windows, and then I thought it came out for like GameCube and stuff as well later on. Um, it One of the versions of the game came out on GameCube, but I don't know which one it was. Gotcha. So it must have been. I guess it probably was. Oh yeah, it was computer. Yeah, it was definitely computer the first time. I yes, I played it on PC. Okay. Yeah. Um. So this is a very, very. Uh. It's it's an older FPS. Obviously, it's 15 years old. Um. Graphics are very limited. Um. It's based during World War II, which you know, obviously, everybody's like, oh, I want to, I'd love to play in World War II and kill some, kill me some Nazis. Um. Who doesn't? Like it that? is. What was that? The classic. Yeah. I was yeah saying, who who doesn't like that? Exactly, right? You gotta, that's, everybody's like, oh, I want to play a war game. Definitely go to fucking World War. Nobody wants to play Vietnam. Nobody wants to play Vietnam. No. <laughs> um, so everybody, obviously everybody knows the Medal of Honor series. Um, it's one of the, you know, one of the bigger uh, FPS franchises. Um, this game, like Blake was talking about, this is an incredible multiplayer game. Um, this was something that I spent so many hours playing LAN. God, the, I can't even... Just remembering back, like, there's this one map that's got a lot of bushes, and then there's some busted-ass tanks sitting around. Let me see if I can find like... I actually don't remember. Like, I was playing the single player, and I would slowly have flashbacks of the multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Let's see if I can find the maps of it. There's this one map. It's like it's uh, kind of grassy, and there are bushes around, and there are these thin, pa- kind of thin paths, and there's some open paths and some open areas. Oh man, this came and up quick. I just remember, just on that map, there's you can have so much good variety of gameplay in like in a land setting with your friends. You've got the people that are camping out somewhere. If it's just a few of you playing, things like the game has a really good atmosphere to it where it'll be really, really quiet and you're walking around and you're trying to sneak around and find out where the fuck the sniper is at. <laughs> trying to sneak up behind them while they've got this like perfect position and shit. Oh, it was so good. And then you see the graphics of their face and you start laughing because it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the that, that was one of the, my favorite things so far is there's the graphics are it's it's rough, man. It, it's really, really rough. Like the um what do you call it? The graphics just the shapes yeah the gra- i mean the graphics overall but it's just like the shapes of their heads are just so weird and it's like this sort of rounded shape but it's got like points on each end and it's just <laughs> when you get near people it's really funny so it's a basic fps um you you can hold several weapons unlike halo when i was talking about you can only have two this game you can have i believe it's up to like eight and they there's different weapon types that fill certain slots there's like assault rifles um all fill one slot machine guns all fill one slot pistols etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, except for grenades, I noticed you could hold two. Di- there's two different types of grenades. There's like the the stick bomb grenades, and then there's like hand hand fragment grenades. Um, you can melee with with your weapons, but only certain weapons have melee, which was kind of weird to me. It, it mostly was the smaller weapons. I was getting my ass beat by because I was playing on the hardest difficulty. Because why not? Um, the the opponents would use like the rifles. They would hit me with the rifle and it would do a shit ton of damage. But I couldn't get my ri- I couldn't use my my rifle as a as a melee weapon. I could only use the handguns, which was really really weird. Um, but primarily melee doesn't come into play because you don't really run out of ammo and on levels where you have to sneak, they gave you, um, silenced weapons. So you don't have to worry about it too much. Yeah. So primarily the melee didn't really come into play in the single player. Um, obviously in, in multiplayer, it becomes pretty, pretty damn useful because you, you actually have limited ammo. Uh, the main gun that you have throughout most of the game and really has almost unlimited ammo is called the M1 Grand. Or Garand, I guess. Um, it can't be reloaded without expending the ammo, and I believe it has five uh, five bullets. So, if you walk into a room and you just mistakenly shoot, or you get scared and shoot, now you only have four shots, unless you just want to unload the last four, and then you reload and get five. Okay. It's kind of funny and kind of annoying at times. So you get to be kind of smart. <laughs> at least it's silenced. <laughs> no, it's hella loud. It is so fucking loud. It's it's a rifle, and it just it's really oh, loud. Uh, but most of the enemies yeah, have ammo for it. Like, this is a game set in World War II, and they emulate the way that the guns of them worked. Yeah, so for the most part, that's like exactly right. That we know them nowadays, where it's like, oh yeah, I'll just take out this. It's like you have an actual clip in there, or maybe mag. I don't think it's a mag. I don't remember. Um, it's like but... it's like a it's like a bundle of five that like locks in. I I don't know anything about guns. Yeah, I don't know enough about the guns to be like it's a mag. It's a clip. It's obviously uh, a clip is like bullets together. A magazine is like yeah. the container of the bullets. So this would be a, this would be a clip then. Okay. So um, there's a good variety of guns. Um, during the main story, you don't get all the ones that you have access to in the multiplayer. At least maybe later on. Uh, primarily, they give you a Colt, which is you know, standard pistol. Um, you get the M1 Garand. You get a lot of grenades, um, and then you get you get a good variety of, of, of machine guns. Primarily, I found the and this is what I found in a lot of uh, FPSs is the pistol was the most useful, and it's the most accurate at medium range. It does 
a good amount of damage at basic rage. It's very accurate, uh, especially on harder difficulties when you have to be more accurate on where you hit the enemies. Um, the molt, like the the machine guns, for instance, were just kind of garbage. They they obviously had very good fire rate, but even at close range, they really didn't do that much damage. One thing they did do is that when when you shoot someone, they kind of stumble for a second. They may not you know die right away, but they stumble, and you can use that time to either reload or you know get behind something or run or just keep shooting. So the machine gun was really nice at kind of unlocking, if you will, just kind of permanently disabling uh, one person. The AI on hard, uh, the harder difficulties, obviously didn't really get too much smarter. They just got more accurate. So they would like walk into a room and not even know you're there and just turn and shoot you in the head. You're like, oh, okay, that was uh, a that yeah, was that's always fun <laughs> in FPS games. Yeah, um, I found some pretty funny bugs. So I found some walls you can walk through, which is pretty funny. <laughs> the AI with grenades is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So. When you kill the the Nazis, they drop stick grenades, which is just a grenade with a stick on it. And your character lobs them like the biggest dumb idiot you ever seen in your entire life. And the longer you hold the firing the firing mechanism, the, the further it goes, or the harder you throw it. But I found this really funny bug where if you aim it at someone's head at point blank range, when your character releases, it sticks to wherever it is. So I walked up to this guy, and I, I didn't mean to. I walked around this corner. I didn't know he was there, and I was I was getting ready to throw a grenade down this hallway. Well, funny enough, he's just walking down the hallway, and he's right in front of me. So I lob this grenade, and it, it sticks into his skull, like it's it's in his face, and the stick is just like out of his forehead. And he's like grenade, and he dr- he dives to the ground, and it just blows up, and it's in his head, so he just instantly dies. So I'm like, Jesus, this AI is just on another level. Like the guy just dives with the grenade in his face and just fucking dies. And I, I was just I, I tried to repeat it a couple times, and I was actually pretty successful. Like it, it was. It was consistent, like a very consistent bug, uh, which was good. pretty awesome. Uh, some of the other things, you, you get a sniper rifle, which you'd, ass- you'd assume. Um, the sniper rifle is is all right. It definitely lacks accuracy, and I, I don't mean in a sense of like, if you aim for someone's head and they're not moving and you shoot, it will miss randomly. It's it's very weird. Even if you're crouched down, it, it it seemed like there was just this random RNG element to it where you just completely missed. Well, some first-person shooters have that where, like, there's, like, a range. Usually, but not always. This is, like, bullet drop, but I don't know if that game uses It definitely drop. doesn't have bullet. It's not that yeah. advanced. It, so, it's just kind of weird. Sometimes and they have it where, like, like breathing either. there's, like, a, like, the reticle, it, like, gets bigger or smaller. You know what I'm talking about? It's not like that? Yeah. It doesn't do that? I don't think so. It, it okay. just seemed very random. Okay. So you remember when I played Dirge of Cerberus and I said, what is the one thing every FPS has? I don't remember that. I'm sorry. Okay. So during Dirge of Cerberus, there's a, scene... okay. there's a scene where you jump in the back of a car. The guy's like, oh, we got to get out of here. And then you man a machine gun in the back of the car. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah you definitely oh, man a machine gun yeah. on the side of a car. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, <laughs> you do. Well, it was really, really, really poorly designed, too. Because so the objective is you have to kill all these planes before they take off, right? And... Um, you, the dude you're with, he can't die. At least that I know of, unless you get hit by like a rocket. But the really shitty thing is the AI. You you can't see their particles when they can shoot you. So you are driving around a car and you're going pretty quick, and so but these dudes will appear par- and like. What do you mean by their particles? Like you can't see them. You, you, you cannot see, okay. see them. Okay. You just see bullets coming out of like this fog, which is just distance. It's not actual fog. So they're just firing at you while you're in this car, and you're getting hit. And you're like, okay, so I just have to fire into this fog and pray to God that I actually kill him. 
And they have really good accuracy, and they hit really, really hard. So you're, it took the the car part took me like uh, probably like fifteen or twenty tries. Like it was so frustrating. And you have to kill the planes as you're driving by because they're they're uh, they're not in the area. They're on the ground, so you have to kill them while paying attention to everything around you. And it's really frustrating. And then at one scene, you're driving the car and you're focused on these two dudes that are coming up, and you know, you're manning the machine gun. You take them out. All of a sudden, these dudes roll up next to me in a in a uh, like a transport vehicle, and all six of them have rockets, and they just fire. And they're like, "Oh, fucked!" And all six of them just unload and just kill me. I'm like, "Okay, that was really fun." So yeah. I ultimately had to like shoot their tires out or just blow blow up the car before they kill me. And it was just so funny though, because I like turned my. It was like a cartoon moment. Like I turned my my <laughs> camera, and there's just six dudes with rockets, and I can just imagine them being like, "Smile for the picture," like you know, just obliterate you with six rockets. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So. Overall, I mean, it, it was pretty fun. I, I really enjoyed this game um, when I played it originally. Uh, the multiplayer was was amazing, like like was talking about. Land parties out the yang, just really, really good. The single player, I actually beat it when I was younger. I do so, actually remember completing it. So is this primarily uh, a single player game or multiplayer or kind of both or what? I, I think it was primarily built to be a multiplayer game with a, with a very simplistic single player. So the campaign but... is not fantastic. Not, not really. I mean, it, it's it's kind of cool. I mean, at the time, it was cool because you, you got to experience a, a variety of um, moments in World War II. So okay. if you were kind of into that, and it's pretty lengthy from what I remember. I mean, I, I remember it being 20 hours or more for an FPS huh. single player. I don't think that's bad. So like, what's and the you, what's like the hook of the middle uh, of Honor games? Because I'm familiar with them, but I've never played one. Like, what is it that like, does it have something unique about them that makes them so special? Or is it just kind of a overall um, good shooter? I, I think it's just kind of well-rounded, okay. I, in all honesty. I think that's kind of the, the reach of it. And I think that this one's... I haven't played many of the other ones. I think I played one other one for, I believe it was GameCube. That's what I was, that's what I was talking about before. Uh, this one in particular, it was really just the World War II aspect of it. Because they did... I mean, you do the Normandy level. And that level is just awesome. Like, I could do that level over and over. It's actually, like, that cool. It, okay. It's very... It, it, imagine, you know, the scene from uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. It is... It pretty much captures that. And it's just really, really cool. And, you know, you're just a badass and, you know, you're just killing Nazis. Like we were talking before, who who doesn't want to do that? Right. I think that's the, the main catch of it. Okay. But um, cool. music-wise, nothing special. Um, sound effects-wise, really weird. The sound effects, um, they they're pretty good all, all around. But the weird thing is the menu, when you'd open it, it was like a thousand percent louder from whatever you had it at in so if you like open the menu and, and the menu was really bad it's like this war room and you can like hover over the different objects and they represent different uh features or or, or settings and each time you hover over it makes it's like click click noise and it's really really loud and i was like what the fuck were they thinking with this like it's just mm-hmm. in-game volumes at one menu screens at a thousand like it was just yeah uh, it, was, it was really really that's weird. funny uh i'm trying to think if there's anything else um not really. I think I think that's pretty much everything. I I would, I wish I could talk more about the multiplayer, but it, again, it's been too long, and I, I don't really have many friends that play Medal of Honor, Allied Assault from two thousand two. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Sounds good. That sounds like a good one. I, I'm gonna. Good. I think I have a Medal of Honor game in my Steam library. Oh, that, like I got from who knows what. I promise I have this one legally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do I have? Medal of Honor. Oh, just Medal of Honor. So I guess the original one. Damn. Uh. Hmm. Okay. Cool. 
Uh, Blake, you or me? I guess I can go. I don't have too much to say about mine. Uh, I was, uh, I've been watching a guy on YouTube called Pro Jared for about a year now, I guess. And he's got a, he's got a Let's Play channel. And on that channel, he's been doing some old D&D games to celebrate D&D month or D&D December. And one of the games he played really uh, sparked, it really resonated with me, you know? Okay. And that's because it was a roguelike. And it's a game called Dungeon Hack. And I watched him play it a bunch, and hmm. I finally decided, you know what, there's no way that this game costs very much. It's going to be in GOG. It's going to be, like, a few bucks. I'm just going to go buy it and play it myself. This looks really, really cool. So I went there. It was six bucks on GOG. Like, you know what, it's the holidays. I'm gonna, I, I would like a new little game to dick around in for a while. So why not? So I grabbed it and bo- booted it up. It's... Uh, Classic GOG stuff. You boot it up on uh, DOSBox. It comes with DOSBox. Oh, wow. It's that old. Yeah, yeah. It's. Okay. Uh, let me actually double check. There are a lot of out. games on GOG that use uh, DOSBox. A lot okay. of them. I've that's how they. Too, that's, so. how, that's how they make so many of those old games available to people nowadays, because so many of them ran on DOS. They had to do something, and they just went with DOSBox, because it's the Makes best. Sense. I can't find this on GOG. Can you link it? Oh, it's not right. It's not under that. It's uh, Forgotten Realms: The Archives Collection Three. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, should I put it in the group or no, I got in the chat? I got okay. it. Okay, all right. Excuse me. Um, it came out in '93, which is a little bit later than I'd expect expected. And what it is, it's a first-person RPG, a lot like Eye of the Beholder. And instead, like, Eye of the Beholder is you've got your party, and it's much more of a, like, puzzle-solving experience, I kind of feel like. Uh, This one is just all about one character doing a dungeon crawl, trying not to die. And you will die many, 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 many times. This is based off of old AD&D rules. So you've you've got your fighters, you've got your thieves... You've got your clerics and you've got your mages, and then there are a couple specialty classes on the side. You can uh, you can hybrid those classes. You can be a fighter cleric. You can be a fighter mage thief. Uh, you can be a mage cleric. I'm pretty sure you can be a fighter mage cleric, which was the most fun I've had with the game so far. Uh, there are all these cool class combinations. They've also got paladins, rangers, bards, and I feel like I'm missing one other kind of specialty class there. But uh, what else? So you got all these characters. You get to roll them up. You get to roll your stats. Classic. You just like hit a re-roll button and your stats come up. And if you really want to just cheese it, you can just max out all of your stats. Or you can keep re-rolling until you get something that you actually want. Uh, you can kind of play. like You can use your own house rules of like, oh, I'm going to take two out of this stat. And that will give me one point to distribute somewhere. Of course. Else. That Classic. kind of stuff. Classic. Got to use your house rules, man. Uh, house rules like, oh, I'm going to max out all my stats to 18, which I did not do. I actually re-rolled until I got something I wanted to play. Uh, th- then you've got alignments and races. I don't know that those have any effect whatsoever. Uh, some of the class selections limit which race you can be, and so if you select a certain class, that will rule you out for... or If you select a certain race, that'll rule you out from selecting some of the classes. But that's such a minor thing. I don't know that your stats are affected by stuff like that whatsoever. Uh, you've got uh, uh, what's one of the other things on the menu? Uh, you've got you can be lawful good, chaotic neutral, all that. Oh, okay. I don't think it does anything. 
I don't <laughs> damn thing in this game That's because funny. there's no NPC interaction. Like I said, it is a straight through and through dungeon crawl. Huh. You get tossed in there. You've got some equipment based on whatever character you are, and you just make your way through the dungeon as far as you can. The puzzles are very very basic things like, oh, there's a lock next to this door, and it looks like it's got a bunch of flowers around it. I haven't found a flower key yet, so let me go rummage <laughs> through the rest of the dungeon. Oh, look, there it is. Now I can get through this door. That's true. And then there'll be, like, uh, basically anytime that there's a door, if it doesn't have a lock on it and you can't just open it with a button or a button on the door, then you turn to the left, you turn to the right, and then you turn behind you. And one of those spots should have a button on the wall that you can press to open the door. <laughs> and you don't even have to press the button itself. You just, like, click on that panel like like um so let's say the window your first person view you click on anywhere in that first person view and it oh so it's the... like where you turn and it like auto it, it doesn't like show the full 3d yeah 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 gotcha. you immediately turn 90 degrees yeah, yeah okay so you'll turn 90 degrees and you'll click on a wall you won't even have to look at it you'll just click anywhere on the wall and if there's a button there boom you click it good job <laughs> you're so smart it's like all right this is a little annoyingly simplistic on these puzzles uh, that was probably my main thing that I disliked about it, and then a lot of the time, the combat can be kind of slow. So the way that the combat works is you've got your two hands, and those can hold everything from amulets that have magical charges on them that can shoot like magic missile, uh, to a bow, to swords, shields, your spell books, anything like that. Now, so you run up to an enemy, you take a swing at him, and you miss. So what you want to do a lot of the time in the combat is you don't want to just run up to a guy and sit there and throw fists with him. You want to, like, the smartest way you can play it is to wait until the monster makes its move so it'll step forward a square, and you'll be distance, you'll distance yourself far enough away that you'll have to hit forward once after he takes a step forward and then swing at him, and then you'll step back two squares. And then you'll just keep repeating that, at, like, as a melee, this is what you'll do. And you'll just keep repeating that little dance. And uh, sometimes, uh, later on, monsters do seem to start to get faster, which I appreciate. Because early on, the first three or four floors of the game, it's very slow-paced. Oh, so it's not just like, it's not basically like turn-based, where like you move once, they move No, yeah. It's like simulated turn-based. Gotcha. So the monsters will move forward, and if you're not in range, they can't swing at you if you move forward next. But if you sit there, then they'll the then they'll move forward again anyway. They, it doesn't wait for you to move. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's not uh, like your typical roguelike, uh, top-down, isometric, grid-based kind of game right. where the enemies can't do anything. It's a real-time system. So you're dancing in and out of melee constantly, and uh, it gets a little tiring after a while because it's a lot of repeating the same. It's a lot of not hitting enemies. A lot of missing, which gets really old in these kind of games. Even Morrowind yeah. a decade say, later did this as well, where it's this dice roll system, and you swing at them, and you miss, and you swing, and you miss, <laughs> and you swing five more times in a row, and you miss, and you finally hit them that one time, and they're still not dead, so you got to swing at them another ten <laughs> times. Yeah, it gets really grueling. It's one of the reasons that uh, spell casting is a little bit more interesting than melee combat uh-huh. in this game. Especially because you're all by yourself, and there are some enemies that mess your shit up. 
one of my runs that was doing really well ended because a cockatrice randomly connected with me and petrified me on that I was one. just going to ask, did it petrify you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was I was like, well, you know, I I saw something like this happening at some point. I'm really not that upset, at least. At least uh, something with a reputation for freezing people. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, there's other stuff with the combat, you, with the bows, you were able to launch your... Actually, funny enough, as my fighter-type characters, a lot of the time, the best thing I could do is to either throw darts or shoot arrows at enemies. Why? Because, I don't know what it is, I don't know what it is about the hit roll system, but they hit very, very, very consistently. I think it was my fighter mage cleric that had a bow, and he started with some arrows, or an arrow... I don't remember. And what I would do was I would run away. Yeah, yeah, he started with 10 arrows. That's right. 10 basic arrows. And I would just run away and shoot enemies. And the arrows would hit like 90 plus percent of the time compared to my melee swings that would hit uh, 20% maybe. It was awful. And it's not like I had bad stats. I had uh, at least 16 strength on this particular character that I'm thinking of, if not higher. And then I had some gauntlets later that upped my strength some more. So my swings should have been connecting pretty often. And even with the gauntlets and a bunch of all this strength <laughs> stuff and a enchanted weapon, I was hitting maybe 50% of the time against enemies. <laughs> where And I was clearing out floors. So it's not like I was falling behind a ton on levels or anything like that either. It was rough. And then I would, I'd whip out my bow and I was like, oh, I shot him twice and he's dead. <laughs> you could just run away down a hall and start pelting arrows down the other end. And you don't use up your arrows. What happens is if the, they'll either hit the target and then bounce to the ground right in front of that target, or they'll go past them until they either hit another target or hit the wall. That's what it is. So you just go back and get all your arrows again and repeat this over and over and over and over. The Fighter Mage Cleric was pretty damn strong because I had heal spells. I had some of, like, I had fireballs. Well, I didn't get to fireballs, but I had magic missiles and other ranged things I could use as the mage. I had this bow. I had a really good strength. I had really good stats all around, except my constitution was, like, a nine, I think. So what every level up. What? What does that provide for you, the constitution? Uh, the constitution determines your HP at level up. So my level, like, I started with 9 HP, which is really low. And then every time I leveled up, it was like, here's 1 HP, here's 2. Wow. Oh, your fighter level up. Oh, that's a 3 HP level. It was terrible. So I had no survivability <laughs> on the character. And I got hit twice and died at one point. <laughs> it, it was pretty rough. Uh, overall, it's a fairly fun game for the, like, extremely outdated feeling that it gives you. Uh... It, I'd really like to see a more up-to-date version of this. Something in either like 3.5 D&D or even 5th edition if I think that would do okay. Something like that would be really cool, but that's because I am a roguelike whore and did I'll you, pretty much play all of them. Did you ever... This isn't exactly the same, but it's kind of similar. Did you ever play Legend of Grimrock? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I never beat it, but I got around the 12th floor. Okay. Something like that. It was okay. Legend of Grimrock wasn't bad. Yeah, I, I beat the game, but like I got really frustrated with some of the puzzles. Some of the puzzles were just like, I just like. Some of them are very dumb, like the hallway that teleports you back to the beginning of the hallway, the very long one. 
Uh, yeah, that one and the checkerboard room. Did you ever get to the checkerboard uh, room? I think I did. Some of them would just bug the hell out of me where I was just like, I just want to move on with the game. Yeah. That's how I was, and then I stopped playing, so the game yeah. was over. <laughs> there you go. So, uh... Pretty good, but a little bit weird. It was the is the. It's good if you're into this kind of game and you can get behind that play style. It's pretty fun. It, there's definitely better ways for it to be executed, but it was fun enough for the six dollars I spent for it. Right. I'll is probably the, play it a few more times over the next couple months. Is the uh, thief class worthless? Um, it seems like they're a lot better when you're using the range stuff because I think the range stuff scales off of your dexterity. I don't remember all of the AD&D rules, but okay. some of the AD&D stuff, it's like the lower your armor class, the better. And it's got, it's the old system yeah, of like armor class, weird. negative one is really good. It's also got the Thacko to hit armor class. Yeah, I was about to ask if I had Thacko. <laughs> it doesn't show you a lot of these stats, and that I think that's one of the things that bothers me so much, is that I don't get to see like, oh, weird. oh I'm doing this much damage if I swing, this is my damage range. You get to see your armor class, and you get to see your strength, uh, intelligence, wisdom, dexterity, charisma. But you don't get other detailed information that I could huh. find. If I could, if that, if it had that information, it would be so much better. Because as uh, let's say you're playing a fighter, you will find a new piece of, you'll find a new sword, but you won't know if it's enchanted or not. If you're just a fighter and you don't have any scrolls of identify, which I have literally never found a single scroll of identify in the game, <laughs> that pisses me off. You'll just be like, all right, there's a new sword, but I don't know which one is better. I just have to guess on my next couple swings when I see the damage rolls and hope that I'm not just getting a bad set of RNG kind of thing. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. So you can't like go to your screen and see, oh, this sword is doing 4 to 9 and this one's doing 5 to 10. And nothing like that. Okay. Again, unless I missed it somewhere and I... I looked around, but I couldn't see any way to pull up that kind of info. Is it the same with the potions also, like where you don't know what the potions do? Did yes, it's a classic okay. system of not knowing what the potions do, but you do know what the scrolls do when you pick them up. Okay. Like you'll pick up protection against dragon breath, or uh, it'll, you'll get cleric scroll slay, things like that, which is nice. The dragon's breath one's oddly specific. Well, that's because <laughs> dragons are scary. That is true. Yeah, and their breath is dangerous. <clears throat> garlic. No, you're thinking of vampires. No, garlic breath, bro. No, that's only for v dragons who fight vampires. Oh my god. <clears throat> Too meta. <laughs> Alright, awesome. This I hadn't actually, I don't think I've ever heard of this game, but uh, it sounds like, like what you said, like if it's kind of... If you're looking for that sort of game, it could be pretty fun. Yeah, if you can get behind that gameplay style, it's pretty cool. Especially for six bucks, and it who knows, it might even go on sale for the holidays. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right, sweet. Well, that was Dungeon Hack. Uh, what did, did you say? What year this came out? It must have been like ninety-three. Ninety-three. Oh, okay. Okay, I was expecting it to be even a little bit earlier than that, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I said. That's what Blake said. That's exactly oh. what I said. <laughs> it's almost like you I was like, it came out in ninety-three, but that's a few years later than I expected. Huh? <laughs> Roberto, dude. My bad. All right, I played Goblins, which came out in 1991 for PC. Um, oh, one last thing about mine. Go ahead. Uh, that's one of the really cool things 
that I appreciated and that made me want to play the game is that you can customize your run a ton. You can choose your class and all that, whatever, who cares. What's really cool, though, is that you can uh, customize the dungeon itself. And it actually gives you a seed that you can give to your friends so that they can play through the same dungeon. Oh, cool. You can change all sorts of settings. You can change the monster spawn rate. You can change how fast you can consume food. You can change uh, how difficult the monsters are. You can change how many floors there are. You can change how many magic items show up. You can change uh, whether there are pits. You can make it so that there are illusionary walls. You can make it so hmm. that there are a lot of illusionary walls. All this kind of crazy, cool detail that you can use to like customize your play experience. And that is really, really nice. Sick. I'd recommend it if you're into roguelikes and that kind of stuff. I'd recommend it for that almost alone. Killer. Did you did you beat the game? No. Um I got to floor I think the farthest I got was either five or six. And I started running into some real bad dudes and yeah. I just got reamed at one point. Actually, wait a minute. I might still have that one save going. Let do me you double any, check. Do you have any idea how long it is? Well, you can customize how many floors there are. Oh, how many floors were you playing? Um, I think it was 12 okay so halfway done I... don't show intro don't 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 i just want to try to load my character also it's an older game so it runs very slowly sometimes there will be times when i'm trying to move extremely quickly the game ain't keeping up very well like, hold on <laughs> hold on <laughs> it gives me like my mouse cursor in game turns into that old school dos uh hourglass and <laughs> God. Okay, here we go. Give it a few seconds. Yeah, I'm actually, I still have my character running, and I think he's the one that made it down. He's on floor six right now. My uh, dwarf fighter cleric. Level six fighter, level six cleric right now. And the areas I've gotten to are very hard. But some of the stuff I have, like I've gotten, I still haven't gotten an upgrade for my basic weapon. I haven't upgraded my armor, uh, but I've got some spells so that like I can slow play the shit out of the game because I have a spell called create food and water. So I can basically rest as much oh, nice. as I want forever. It's a really, really unbalanced game towards some of the casters. Sure. That's one of the things that does piss me off. <laughs> okay. Sounds so, interesting. Yeah. Uh, that Sounds is fun. Dungeon Hack. It is part of the Forgotten Realms... Forgotten Realms, the archives, dash the collection three on GOG.com if you wanted to check it out. Six bucks. That also comes with a game called Menzo Baranzen. I didn't touch that at all. I don't know any of the details about it. But yeah, there you go. Six bucks. And you get two games, I guess. Men damn, Menzo M-E-N-Z-O-B-E-R-R-A-N-Z-A-N. That's the city of the dark elves. Hell of a name. Drow. All right. One of their cities. Anyway, well, I played Goblins. Goblins. Whoa, really? Ninety-one for PC. That's Goblins spelled with three eyes, and it is a uh, basically a puzzle game. It's kind of like a cross between a puzzle and uh, and a point-and-click adventure game. Mostly a puzzle game, though. Um, I say that because it uses like point-and-click mechanics, but there's there is an inventory, but not much of an inventory. Uh, I'll explain that in just a second. And it's 
it's not like where you're going around a world and exploring and talking to people. It's purely you you play you play one screen at a time. So like you might have like a door on one side of the screen and you're trying to figure out how to get to the door and then you get past that one and then there's like a new screen with a whole new set of puzzles. And you don't like go back and forth between screens. It's like you're in this place, okay, now you figure out how to get to the next place and so on and so forth. You control three little goblin guys. One of them is like a fighter. One of them is a magician that can uh, like transform items. So he can like cast a little spell on items and transform it into something. And then the other one, I forget if he's called a technician or an engineer. I think he's called a technician. And he is the only one that can pick up items and like carry them around and use them. He can only carry one item at a time. And then he can like use it on stuff to, to try to get, you know, through the puzzles and, and all that. Um, so you're, you're playing these three guys and you're trying to get through, you know, each, each screen pretty much. And there's also one thing that's kind of interesting is there's a health bar mechanic involved where some, sometimes you'll do things that like hurt your guys and your health will go down a little bit. And if your health goes all the way down, then you got to start all over on the screen that you're on. But your health is also persistent through like certain areas of the game. And I'm not sure, I didn't get far enough to see when it resets, but I got the impression that like, you know, you get from one screen to the next, your health doesn't go back up. But if you beat like one main like group of screens, then your health, it seems, will go back up and reset. The reason this is important is because it kind of gives you a little bit of leeway for sort of brute forcing through some of the screens if you're having trouble figuring out the exact puzzle. So, like, for instance, there's this one screen where, uh, long story short, there's, like, a troll, there's, like, this long, like, winding pathway. And on one, on the very end, there's a troll that you have to get past. And there's, uh, on the other end, there's this thing that you can cast a spell on. is a coffin. And if you cast a spell on it, then the skeleton comes out, and he walks all the way down the winding path. Uh, that son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. And so the goal of this is to figure out how to get him down the winding path without running into any of your guys so that he gets to the troll basically and scares the troll off. And if he hits your guys, then it takes like tons of their health away. So like with the health bar mechanic, if you figure out how to get like two of the guys out of the way, then he might hit your other guy and take take away a ton of health, but it's all it's all like a group health. Like everybody has one pool total of health that is like communal health, pretty much. And so if like if just one guy gets hit by the skeleton, then that's fine. It'll take away some of your health, but you'll still get to pass the level. If he hits all of your guys, obviously that's going to take away all your health. Uh, so that's kind of how the health mechanic comes into play. I loved this game when it first came out. I played a whole lot of it. Me and some of my friends did. And I would say it's pretty impressive for a 1991 game, but it does not hold up well at all. Uh, I was really excited. They actually, I think I'm pretty sure this was on my game. Uh, this was on my list for top 25 of, or top 10 of 25 years ago that we did in the summer. Okay. Um, but I would probably have to go back and take, in fact, I would definitely go back and take it off of the list. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I heard that name somewhere and I was like, what do I recognize? That <laughs> yeah, that was it for sure. Uh, so there, so some, so here's the list of problems that I have with it. The controls are shit. 
the clicking is very imprecise. Like the click boxes are really imprecise. Like you'll be clicking on one thing. It's like you're clicking exactly on the thing, but no, you're like one pixel over. And so it doesn't do anything. Yikes. Uh, also, you cannot control one guy while another guy is walking. So like if, if so like on the level that I was talking about, where it's got the oh, long winding geez. path that goes all the way down from one end of the screen to the other. If you need one guy to go set up on one end of the screen, then you got to click on him. Then tell him to walk all the way to the other end of the screen, and you got to wait for him to get all the way to the end before you can start doing things with the other guys. Oh my god, that sounds so frustrating. It that is, is the worst. It's exactly as frustrating as it sounds. Uh, it's also difficult to tell. This is my uh, complaint about a lot of Sierra games or a lot of Sierra adventure games. It's difficult to, 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 to tell what you can interact with sometimes. Uh-huh. Like there will be like this one tiny little thing that just looks like part of the environment, but no, it turns out that that's like some key thing that you have to use. Obviously, to pass this come on, Robert. Right. And then there's the some time. stuff. There's some stuff that just does not like make sense, and it like really feels shoe. It either feels super shoehorned, or it just straight up is like, what the fuck is happening? So like on the level where there's the troll, um. I never quite figured this one out all the way. I figured out how to get two of my guys out of the way, but I couldn't get the third one out. Uh, but on that level, there's a mask. And he's just like lying on the ground. You can go pick up the mask, obviously, only with your technician, because he's the only guy that can pick up stuff. And then he can use the mask, and he can put it on and like walk up and like scare your other guys. And they just like kind of jump up and go, oh, and that's it. If you go up and try to scare the troll, then the troll like laughs at you. And that takes away a shitload of your damage, the troll laughing at you. What? Wait, yeah. your damage or your health? Your, your, well, your health. Okay. Um, and there's this one, there's this one level where there are these, like, spy, there's a couple spiders hanging, like, from little uh, spider webs. And one of them, like, if you, I forgot what it was that I did, but I walk up and did something to, to the spider. And basically, well... What happened is all of a sudden jar, clay jars started falling out of the spider and my guy died. <laughs> oh, okay. like, the they... <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it was like he started shitting out jars and then my guy drops dead, not even getting hit by the jars. So <laughs> At least it's realistic. <laughs> At least it's realistic. So that was there's there's too much stuff like that that makes no sense. Uh also like kind of along the same lines, there's too much random stuff like it's like a lot of the solutions are pretty random, especially when you're using the, especially like for parts of the game where you have to transform one item into another. You don't have any control over what you transform it to. You just select the mage, walk over and click on something and he just transforms it into whatever he wants. So it's like, okay, whenever there's an item, you just got to take him over there and transform it, see what he wants to transform it into and then figure out how that's supposed to help you out figuring out the puzzle. Um, there's also like some other arbitrary stuff like on the spider level there is a gun that you can get and the only thing you can do with a gun is shoot it straight up in the air but on that same level there's like a spider blocking this door that you have to get to so it's like why wouldn't you just shoot the spider well it's because i can only shoot (laughs) straight up with the gun so that's pretty stupid um also this is really annoying on the same spider level so there's this one part where Part of the solution to this spider level is you climb up the one of like this this silk string of a spider web to get to like a higher part of the stage, and then like you walk a little bit over and there's another little silk thread hanging. And if you grab onto it, 
Then what happens is your guy like goes down and sort of acts like a pulley. There's another spider on the other, like a little bit over and it pulls him up as you go down on one side. It pulls him up on the other side. Sometimes just randomly when you grab onto that uh, silk that you're supposed to pull on, another spider walks down and kills you. That's nice. But it's a, it's a, uh, like it's something that you have to do to get past the level. But sometimes they just they just kill you for doing, or they take away your health. At this point, my health was low enough to where like I could only get hit once, so it killed me whenever this I did is, this that. This is a pleasant game. It's a very pleasant game. Uh, really, you know, just easy going, just laid back, just kind of you know play around, and see what you want to do. No, it's very like sandboxy. You know, oh, I'm having fun on a beach. <laughs> Uh, and it was also a little bit buggy. Sometimes you'll have one character selected and tell him to walk somewhere and a different character will start walking wherever you told him to go. So, Yay. so basically the game is shit. That's, uh, it's <laughs> pretty much. It's pretty so much about that being on my list, I hate myself now. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much do. Uh, I will say the visuals are, are pretty good. It's got fairly impressive graphics for a 1991 game. I mean, it's really cartoony, but it, but it looks good. Also, the music, I would have to say, is really, actually, really good and really fun. Um, there's this one part where, like, they in, they somehow incorporate, like, a little sound of a guy sneezing into the music, and it actually goes along and works pretty well, which is really funny. <laughs> All right, that's pretty weird. Like, it's, that like, very weird. It, like, I forgot the tune, but then, like, along with the beat, some guy will just go, achoo, achoo. So... <laughs> Jesus. Like, an actual sneeze or someone imitating a sneeze? So, when, it sounds almost exactly like what I just did. Okay, so not a real sneeze. Not a real sneeze, no. Yeah. Uh, that's goblins. I didn't get very far. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got past I like I hated it. I wanted to die. <laughs> I got the like end. five. I got like five screens in, and then uh, you know what happened was it was on the spider level, and I got the uh, the the big spider that's blocking the door on one end of the screen. I got him out of the way. But then my guys wouldn't walk through the door. It was like I kept clicking on it and they would walk around the door and kind of like shift a little and move a little. But like they wouldn't go through the door. I was like, I don't know what you want from me anymore. I give up. Fuck you, goblins. Don't play. Don't don't play goblins. <laughs> I got it. Can do. That's what, that's all I got to well, say. There about goes that. my next game for the podcast. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I ruined it for you. I knew that you were looking forward to that uh. one. All right, we're going to take a quick break while I uh, save this half of the recording, and then we're we'll getting to our three end of the year top so threes. Hard. You did? Did you put it in a oh song? Yeah, I was about to God, say. God, I sneezed <laughs> so hard. Oh, I'm out of fucking tissues now. You, sh- no. you should have kept it unmuted so I could have, like, worked it into a remix. Oh, no. All right, top threes. We got three of them this time. If you're a longtime fan of the podcast, you know how this goes. For you new guys out there, this is how it goes. We're going to do our best. Like the head hit go. <laughs> End of the year top threes. We are doing the top three best games that we played for the podcast this year that we had not played before. Then we will, in some order, we're also doing the top three best games that we played this year that we had played before and then finally the top three uh worst games that we played for the podcast this year or otherwise known as our uh what was it our uh worst our worst favorite top three <laughs> top worst three top top, top three, three worst worst favorite games what do you guys want to start off with 
Uh, I said we do top three favorite. Um, let's. I don't know. Top three worst. Well, all right. Let's do. Let's do one favorite, new. then worst. Let's do best new, then worst, and then best. No, okay. no. How about best? Switch the best. Be- okay, good. Best yeah. we played before, then worst, and then best new. I think that sounds good. Yeah. All right. You yeah, want well, I can't contribute to the last one. We went over this. You want to? <laughs> you want to play? You want to do right. this in the same order? As we did in the um, games, or reverse order? You pick. Reverse order, because I need a second. Still. Okay, reverse order. All right, so we're starting well, off with the ones that we had already played. Yes. All right, my number cool. three best game that I played for the podcast this year that I've already played before was F-Zero. All right. Solid. I can agree with this. Decent. I, I, uh, I, I had a hard time choosing between that and Metroid, and I just kind of like F-Zero a little bit better. That's fair, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Okay, uh Blake. who's Blake? Alright. Best games that I played before that I replayed this year. It's been a lot of RPGs. Uh no one oh, geez, surprised that's all like to hear. Almost every game for you. It's almost my <laughs> yeah, time. I, was I did too. RPG year on my stream. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yep. Um my favorite uh, top best that I played before, I'm gonna give to Chrono Trigger. It's one of the most. It's the closest to like a perfect game. Wait, wait, wait. This is this your number three or your number one? My number three. Okay. There are other games that I am putting above this. Is gotcha. What I'm okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, it's a really. It's an incredible game. It's one of my favorites of all time, but not quite up there. But it's still an amazing game. People are, we always talk about, oh, well, what if we do this to update it? What if we do this and that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, don't Chrono touch Trigger it. doesn't need anything yeah. new. It's, it's, it's close to a perfect game as I can think of. It doesn't mean it's my favorite, but it's damn near perfect. My favorite thing is when I used to go to esports events all the time, like, well, I would tell people, like, oh, yeah, I'm really into old games. And they'd say, what's your favorite old game of all time? And you kind of do that awkward stare. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it, uh... <laughs> first, time, first time I met Conrad, you guys remember Conrad? I was like, yeah. Chrono Trigger. He's like, Chrono Trigger. I'm like, all right, we can be friends. <laughs> it was like from then on, I'm like, all right, we can, we can be friends. I, I can agree with this. Chrono Trigger is one of the most universally adored older <laughs> games for a good reason. The The uh, biggest complaint or biggest thing I could put against it is that the beginning of the game gives you some techniques that are AOE based, and then that immediately becomes a complete non-point for the rest of the gameplay of the game. Every other ability you get, except for a few of Robo's, spoiler, Robo sucks, sort of, because of these abilities, but every other ability you get, it just hits every enemy on the screen, instead of, like, this one hits in a line, this one hits in a circle, oh, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And I was like, when you said, uh, the only thing I complained about, I'm like, motherfucker, where are you going with this? And then you're like, oh, okay, I can see that. Okay. <laughs> That's the closest thing to a major complaint that I have against the game. Uh, I just wish I had a better soundtrack. You should probably hope that your funeral has a better soundtrack. It's that is true. Out real soon, motherfucker. Is this just gonna be me sneezing? That's gonna be your soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> People should be saying "bless you" the whole time. Like, who the fuck's sneezing? The fuck? It, who is that? Go home. You're sick. <laughs> All right, Jay. Number, uh, three. number three. NHL 94 for Sega Genesis. Oh, sick. That's a good one. I, I had such a blast playing this game. I had such a blast playing this game. This is such a, a different pace for me. I, this is just... all right. I, I just still, like, in my head, I can still hear the sound effects from playing this game recently. It was just... <laughs> it's so fun, and I, I had such a blast playing the multiplayer um, previously, but, I mean, just this time alone playing against the AI was just great. It's just... 
it's a hockey game, very simplistic, but there's some cool attributes to it. The sound effects are great, the music's great, and it's just a blast. A really good time with it. You know, I have uh, the Sega CD copy of that sitting on my shelf right you now. You really? Yeah. Ooh. May have to dig into that sometime. Should dig in. Mm-mm, good. Oh yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Uh, my sure. number, t- my number two is Chrono Trigger. Oh Jesus! Are we doing this again? Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! Oh crap! Don't know what else to say about it. Blake pretty much covered it. I was joking about the soundtrack. If you if you couldn't tell, um, and uh, I don't love it as much as as most people do, but it's a very very good game. Yes, it is. Took you two attempts, remember, pussy? Yeah, it took me two tries. Well, I, yeah, I played the PlayStation version the first time, so I get some. I get a little bit, a little bit I of guess. a place. Uh, Blake? Blake. Yeah, what's up? Number two. Oh, you wanted me to keep going. Oh, yeah. shit. All right, give me a few minutes. Okay. Oh my. No, all right. <laughs> Second best top best played before game. <laughs> In the year of 2016, okay. I'm going to give it to Final Fantasy VI. Oh, God, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, I was yeah, like, course, what number course. is he about to say? You hesitated for a while. <laughs> I'm, like going, I'm like going one through eight. I'm like, what do you expect? Where's he going? Uh, Final Fantasy VI is one of my favorite games of all time, period. It's a stunning work of art. God, you had uh, a good great year. Characterization. What the hell is your number one? Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see, all right? I'm gonna uh, look at his list and try this to guess. This is my favorite main series Final Fantasy game, and uh, just incredible. The music, the art. I love the, the art of this character. Oh, I love the art of this game. It just it does so much right. The music. Yep. Final Fantasy VI is literally where the series figured out what the hell it was gonna do for the next twenty. Years. <laughs> and then it forgot it at eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. What was that game we used to make? Ah, forget. Shit. Who cares? Uh, this game really set the tone for the Final Fantasy series moving forward ever since it came out. Everything that they did in this game, they have uh, taken and worked with some way, in some way since then. Whether it's the villains, whether it's the gameplay, whether it's the characters, uh, the character types, the magic. This is the game that really started the Final Fantasy series, and they haven't improved on it since. Okay. Uh, Jay, number two? Number two. Um, that would be Warcraft 3. So, mm-hmm. obviously, That's I got really one. into the... Yeah, it's because, I mean, not only... I've played Warcraft 3 before, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it again this past time I played it, but I really got into the lore of the Warcraft universe this year, and, and it kind of tied everything together for me, and just... It was just a really, really enjoyable experience. It, it honestly amplified the enjoyment of the game by understanding sort of the backstory and where it was going and everything. Cool. All right, that was too brief. I'm, now I'm caught off guard. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, now it's your turn, Robert. Go, go, go. All right, okay, number one. Uh, best game that I've already played before, Day of the Tentacle. All right, yeah. Could have seen that you one and coming. You point and clicks, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen here, RPG boy. You've named two incredibly good games so far, and nobody knows where the fuck you're going with your number one. Sorry. <laughs> you really can't talk. So, Day of the so, Tentacle, is that just it? You're done? Uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, it's fun. It's a fun game. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's funny. We have and it's three fun. lists, Blake. So it looks the game looks fantastic, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. very. It looks really good. It's very funny, and it's fun to play. All right, there you go. My turn. Yes. Number my number one. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm putting this game above Final Fantasy VI for the pure because I have to give it credit for how much better it is than its predecessor, and it caught me off guard again with how much I actually enjoyed playing through it. Final Fantasy XII, International Zodiac. Wow! Wow! I cannot believe how much I have enjoyed my two playthroughs of this game. I'm looking forward to doing a third one when Zodiac Age comes out next year. And the crowd goes wild! (laughs) It takes everything about Final Fantasy XII. It takes most things about Final Fantasy XII's original release and improves on it all the way through. It it's seems like a lot of the international versions music. were like much better versions of the games. Yes. Like across the board. I can't think of an international version that was actually a downgrade. Uh, the closest one would probably be 10-2, which <laughs> introduces a completely stupid broken class. <laughs> so it's like, well, all right, yeah, that's that's a bit silly. And even then, even that class is only broken for like a new game up until the end. But with IZGS, the class system is a lot of fun. Going through the bonus content of the game is a blast. It's been a blast. I've basically went 100% into this game twice now, and I've had a good time doing it each time. That's incredible. I can't believe a game can actually pull that off nowadays. And honestly, with Zodiac Age coming out next year, they're improving some of the only things, the only bad things left in IZGS that they can't improve. They're going to remove the spell queue system. And that's going to make it so that as soon as a spell is ready, it's going to fire off. And you don't have, like, you're not going to have two people, like, one's casting Flare and the other's casting Heal. And the person casting Flare finishes first, so their spell's going off and the person can't cast Cure. You're not going to run into stuff like that anymore in Zodiac Age. And that is going to improve that game by, like, tenfold. That's crazy. I will definitely have to play this game again at some point. IZGS, or when Zodiac Age comes out next year, look for it, for sure. Oh, wait, did we talk about the Final Fantasy 30th Anniversary Collection last time? I think we did. Um, Uh, You said said something about, I I think you talked about the anniversary, but you didn't talk about the anniversary collection. You said something like there were rumors about things that were going to happen for the anniversary. Yeah, it's a rumor that there's going to be a 30th Anniversary Collection. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My roommate was talking about that as well. Yeah, yeah I, th- I yeah. think I mentioned it. You might not remember it, Robert. I'm sure I must have talked. Well, we briefly about talked about this. Yeah, because um, my roommate was telling me that there's rumors they're remaking Final Fantasy X and Ten Two again, and then they're going to redo like one through eight, right? No, they're re- re- they're releasing what they're a re-release. The rumor is that they're re-releasing one through nine on one disc for the PS4, uh, titled the Final Fantasy 30th Anniversary Collection. Yeah. Hmm. I, I would. That'd be awesome. Like I, I've actually. We, I mean, Robert, and I talked about this. We were playing so like, a little recently and i was talking about that like access to older games is becoming more and more of an issue like yeah they're starting to release the, the online versions uh of some of them but something like that would just be great it's it's so much more accessible to to everybody the else who has the new what that might bring for me is like i just played through all those games and if that comes out next year i will still want to replay them all almost all of them i might skip a f- i'll try to play them all because what <laughs> i want to do is i want to get the platinum trophies in all of them oh yeah because oh, yeah. the the idea there is that when uh, Final Fantasy X and X2 HD came to PS4, each of those games had their own separate platinum trophy. Final Fantasy X had a plat. Final Fantasy X2 had a plat. So it's very possible that final, the 30th anniversary collection of Final Fantasies 1 through 9 would all also have their own platinum trophies. Gotcha. And I would be super down to be going through all of those games again to get them. I believe it. 
Yeah, I'm actually excited about that as well, to be honest. I meant to mention that during the uh, the news portion, but I forgot because I think we have already talked about it. But yeah, yeah uh, the the 30th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah we I think I think we it. have. We definitely talked yeah. about it. I remember. I remember. I remember. Right. Jay, what's your first favorite game that you remember? Wow, that was a that was a sentence, Robert. Uh, my number one, <laughs> and this probably comes to no surprise. I mean, I talked about this game for a while. And actually, Blake wasn't here for this. Um, Onimusha Warlords. This was really by far, wow. Yeah, I mean, if you go look at the majority of the games I played this year, there were some really good ones. There were a lot of average games, and this game just really stuck out in terms of just overall enjoyment. Like this is a game that was very easy to to want to go back and continue to play. Like progressively, I got wow. very far. I almost beat the game. I got stuck in one part that was like really gimmicky and stupid, which ultimately I just stopped playing because of it. But majority of the game was great. The music was really cool. Sound effects were great. Uh, mechanics in the game were, were really fun. I, I really enjoyed the game. I'm definitely going to play more of this series, more likely for the podcast, but just in general, because um, I just had a, a lot, a lot of fun playing this game. Yeah, it sounded really, you made oh. it sound really awesome. I'm really shocked. I was expecting either Warcraft 3 or World of Warcraft in that spot. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to break up my list a little bit. I mean, right, yeah. the, the wild I think would be way too obvious, so I wanted to break it up a little bit. All right, so now we're... I don't want to be a one-trick pony. <laughs> <laughs> we're on to uh, the worst games that we played this year. Um. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to piss some people off tonight. <laughs> Can I delete oh, my Twitter real quick before we do this? Oh, man. Um. All right, are we going the same order still? Yeah, yeah. Just keep, okay, keep all right. Okay, so me first or Rob? I think it's me first. Okay, um, yeah. I kind of feel bad about putting this one in number three because I had fun playing it because it was like definitely so bad it's good, but still it was a really bad game. I'm going to have to go with Oh, Night. is this Sewer Shark? No, uh, no, that would be an honorable mention. Okay. This one is Night Trap. Oh, okay. Uh, Dude, yeah. just the cover art alone. Holy shit. You know what, though? I got, like, uh, you know, there's two different versions of the cover art. The one I got is, like, the original, and it actually looks pretty good. It looks, like, really kind of like a classic horror, like, real kitschy type of uh, gotcha. art. And that one actually looks, I mean, it's not fantastic, but it's fun, and it looks good. The, the one, one that, that you're talking about, yeah, the laugh. one that, with, with like, like, the one I got is, like, a is, is an actual piece of art. It's, like, drawing. It's not a... Oh, definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, regardless... The game is so much fun to play just to see, like, the terrible acting and all that stuff. But the actual gameplay just is not, it just does not work very well. So I kind of feel bad about it. I've got a soft spot in my heart after all these years finally getting a chance to play it. But I cannot say in any way that it's a good game. <laughs> oh, like, man. This is so fucking hard. I know. I'm, I'm really <laughs> scared here. My number two and number one are pretty easy, but my number three was like, it was like fucking hairs, man. Oh, man, I don't know. I might have to, I I think I'm going to have to shift my list down a little bit. I'm going to give honorable mention to Final Fantasy X-2. It doesn't make the list, but it gets honorable mention because at least the gameplay was pretty all right. Even if, like, and the story was so, like, laughably bad that I couldn't totally hate it. Like, you give your nemesis a back massage at one point, and <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus. she makes complete orgasm sounds the entire yeah. time when you hit the right spot. Yeah, doesn't it make like popping sounds too? Like, right, if I'm you hit the wrong spot, it sounds like you're putting gr- bones through <sighs> a meat grinder. 
it's awful. It's and it's just so bad that it's dumb. So ten two does not make the list. Instead, my number three spot I'm going to give to Final Fantasy Nine. I was sitting here. Really? That much? I didn't have Final Fantasy Nine on my list at first, but after thinking about it, the gameplay of ten two was better than the gameplay of nine. Really? I, like, oh, I kind of like oh you, you know you're going around and learning all your stuff blah, blah blah from your equipment. It was it was okay. And then I thought about it more and I was like that is the slowest fucking combat system I've ever played in my life. Like even the, the gameplay isn't like fun enough to be fun. And then <laughs> on top of that it's extremely slow ATB and I couldn't stand it. On top of that the music drove or the music was okay uh and the story drove me crazy. It's just I do not like Final Fantasy IX. I've tried it multiple times now, and it's two thumbs down. Dude, come on, man! Don't <laughs> what is this? Would you rather? Uh, I feel like that'd probably be the hardest one on on the subreddit. Would you rather play Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII or Final Fantasy IX for the rest of your life? Oh God! Well, Please, I think most myself. other people love Nine. I'm one of the few that hates it. Oh, do a lot of people like, like nine? Oh yeah, a lot of people love nine. Okay. I'm in the minority on that one. I'm okay with that. All right, Jay. Um, so I really did not enjoy this game, and I felt like it was oh boy, nothing. Oh comp- big, isn't it? Sort of. I don't know. It might be big. I don't know. Maybe I'm just exaggerating, but. So, I really like Secret of Evermore, but I really didn't like Secret of Mana at all. I, I wow! Really, I could not get into it. Mana has some pretty big issues. Yeah, I we we went over it. this when I played it, and yeah. it just like I love Secret of Evermore. I could play that game over and over and over and over again. Secret of Mana, I could not play it for more than like an hour at a time without being like, okay, this is <laughs> not fun. I I, I just no, nothing in it kept me kept me going like. Either game has to have an, a really good story that it keeps me playing, or the gameplay has to be fun. And to, to me, this game had neither of them. It wasn't even close. I, I've tried, I think I've tried like two or three times to play this game. I've never been able to just like stick to it and actually go through it. Huh. it it's, it's a tough call for my top third and for my number three, but it's definitely out of the rest of the games, deserves it. I can understand it. Like, its story is very. Like, it's just pushing you on to the next Especially objective. at the beginning. It's just so yeah, like, what? So. Like, oh, yeah, the sword. Like, you're you save gotta... the world. And you're like, all right, yeah. now hold your sword up to the... It's, it feels like you holding your sword up to the seed is supposed to be this big epic moment. And yeah. you're just like, all right, I'm just sitting there, like, meditating for a bit, and now we're moving on. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's just all around. I was just like, okay, I guess. Okay. Yeah, doesn't sound too awesome. My number two, I'm having a little bit of trouble deciding between my two and one, but I'm just going to go with uh, number two, King's Quest six. Oh, is this the one you went off on for a while? Probably. I don't know. That was pretty recent, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like two or three months ago. Okay. Um, Yeah, you were not happy about that one because it's what I think you got into the no win situation, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, I got pretty far in and realized that, as always happens with the King's Quest game, I didn't have an item <laughs> that I was supposed to get, like, every fucking time. <laughs> every fucking time. 
And this time it was like an item that you're supposed to get. Like when you get it, it's in like the first 10 minutes of the game. So I had played like hours without having this weapon and, uh, or not a weapon, but some kind of object. Anyway, King's Quest, it, I mean, six, it has all of the same problems as other King's Quest games and many other Sierra games. It's not near, it's much better than King's Quest five, which is just extremely flagrantly bad in, in that same way where there are so many ways to, uh, to fuck your game over. It was not nearly as bad as that one, but it's still bad. It's still pretty bad. Um, there were some good things about it, like some of the environments were, were pretty cool. Uh, there were some neat characters and stuff like that, but overall the story was just boring. And then, of course, you get in those uh, unwinnable states, which is basically unforgivable. So, I'm going to go with King's Quest Six. I, I think I remember you talking about this for quite a while. So I've been probably I probably blocked like all the details out. <laughs> you had to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us where the bad game touched you. No, you're bringing it back. I don't Jesus. want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> All right. My number two worst game that I played in 2016 was Final Fantasy 3. Huh. Really? Uh, yeah. I hated my experience with that. They do so much of the job system wrong. And then in the remakes, they've also tried to like add in story and all this stuff. And as one of their older titles, it does not work very well at all. Final Fantasy III gets so many things wrong. The job system sucks because you find a new job, and you it's, it's not just a new job with new toys. It's a new job that's better than your old jobs. A lot of Oh, fun. yeah, I do remember this. Okay, I do remember there this. fights in the game where the bosses are just cheating. They just cheat. All the bosses in the remakes will get two turns against you. And... Sometimes they'll do really stupid shit like AOE your entire team. And if they do that twice and you haven't been grinding for five hours right outside the boss's room, you're dead. Your whole team is dead off of one of its turns. Luckily for my playthrough, this only happened to me one time. Uh, There's also another boss. One boss in particular sticks out. There's this bird where you have to have dragoons against him. You basically have to because the dragoons go into the sky. They avoid his damage that he deals to the whole team. He uses a thunderbolt. They don't hit him. And when you come down, spears and or jumps. I don't remember which. I think it's spears. Deal bonus damage to flying creatures in uh, FF3. So you need to be able to burst him down quickly so that your team doesn't get completely melted within three turns. It's such poor design there. You don't get the very final jobs until right before you go into the last dungeon. And I think the idea is that you do a lot of grinding at the last dungeon to get prepared for the final stretch of the game because the final stretch of the game Hmm. manages to be the worst part. So you get these jobs, you go and do a bunch of leveling up on them, and then you go through this tower. And then after going through the tower, I think you can... uh, I think you can... Save after you've finished a lot of the stuff in the tower, and then you have to go back in, go through most of the tower, get to the top. I think you go to the top on this one. And then at the top, you fight a boss who was supposed to be the main boss of the game. That's what he's been built up as. But then they pull a, but wait, there's more. And a portal opens up, and you go into this portal, into this dark realm, and you have to go around, and you have to fight, like, four more bosses. You cannot save it all in this area. And then you go fight the last boss who has two ads with her, and the two ads... The boss herself does huge damage, and her two ads, one is immune to physical, and one is immune to magical. So if you don't bring the right kind of team in there, the first... Like, if you don't know what you're doing going into that, 
you're going to get fucked. And that is really <laughs> And that's exactly game. what happened to me. When I was younger, yeah. I got to that point, I couldn't beat it. Yep. I got very frustrated. I tried so many different times. Uh, I hate FF3. Yeah, I remembered you talking. I don't remember I specifically. But yeah, I remembered you not liking that one. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think I like Final Fantasy 2 more. Okay. And people are like, but how? Look at all the grinding in 2. And it's like, did you play 3? Did you did you do you know how much grinding you had to do in 3? And how bad it was? Well, now they Just do. Because it's a different form of grinding. Now they mean do. It's and now you know. Like, fucking Jesus. Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> Alright, Jay. Jay, you're number two. Um, so this is a recent talk about. Um, Dirge of Cerberus. This game was um, yeah. pretty big pile of shit. Uh, this was a Final Fantasy VII Vincent third-person shooter Devil May Cry wannabe pile of shit. Um, the graphics were very questionable for a PS2 game. Music was mediocre for a Final Fantasy-esque title. Um, gameplay was very basic. Storyline was a fan-written pile of garbage. I mean, it was just okay. it was just a hot mess all over the place. There was there was not really a redeeming quality to it, other than going into it unbelievably hyped because you're like, oh, this is gonna be amazing. And then you Holy play and shit! Like, it's Vincent. There's guns. It's more Final Fantasy. What more Fantasy can you ask for? And, yeah, there's like cameo appearances from a lot of the Final Fantasy characters, and and you think, oh, this is gonna be so cool. They're gonna reveal a bunch of the story that they didn't in seven, and nope. Yeah, so it was uh, really not a good time. Big old um, missed opportunity. Yeah, and what's so funny is when it first came out, it was really hyped. I remember, and then it dissipated, which you know makes sense. I played through the game. I believe I beat it when, when I first first played through. I, I don't even remember now. Um, but I haven't heard about it. You know, it's not one of those games you like ever hear about anymore at all. And I can completely understand why after this last playthrough or, or attempted playthrough of it. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. Like I remember when it came out and hearing about it then. And then like I don't remember. Like since then, I had totally forgotten about that game. Yeah, I saw it somewhere. I was like, oh, I gotta play that again because I was like, I think I was looking at like lists of like you know really good games you have to play, and then like that was like on the bottom of a list. I was like, oh, okay, I'll try that again. <laughs> <clears throat> Sounds like their list was wrong. Most lists you see online are completely wrong. They're just really stupid. Most lists have the same top five, and then just a random assortment of twenty uh, of uh, six through twenty-five or something like that. Hmm. It's so funny. All right, number one worst games that we played this year for the podcast. I win this, by the way. If we had a bet right now, I would absolutely dominate. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with goblins. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Holy wow, that was wow. aggressive. How the mighty have fallen! <laughs> Jesus. Like Robert didn't even fucking hesitate. I, well, I I did have a little trouble deciding between that and King's Quest. I ultimately decided that King's Quest has a few more redeeming qualities, uh, such as like the environments. And if you do get stuck, you're not just stuck on one screen. You can at least walk around and explore and do stuff. Um, and it doesn't have so many, like, technical problems. So, Goblins, because of all those things, just... Lo- I didn't play... Goblins is not, like, absolutely fucking terrible. Like, I didn't play any super ridiculously horrible games this year. But it's really not a good game at all. 
and it's got lots of problems. So uh, it's the it's I'd have to say it's probably the worst one I've played this year. Impressive. Yeah. From your top, from one of your top <laughs> lists, probably top two, the worst that you played this year, man. Yeah, I know. That's something. Yeah, is it is. I wonder. I wonder what number it made on my top uh, top ten list. I'd like to go back and find that out. So do it. No balls. I don't have a I don't, balls I don't have it anymore. I go back and listen to it. Yeah, just go back and listen to it. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'll all right. Back. Well, if that's all you got, I guess it's on to my number one, mm-hmm. and I think everybody knows where this is going. Actually, Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You asked me which I would rather play again. I guess Final Fantasy IX. But who boy, is it close, really? Oh, but man, Final Fantasy VIII, I cannot believe how bad that was. It, it, I, I, there have been a few times here, and I've, I've gone back to replay some of the games that I've shit on so many times before, like Chrono Cross. I've talked about that on the podcast. Chrono Cross uh, wasn't as bad as I remember. It did have some positives, but it was still a, a huge mess. With Final Fantasy VIII, I went back to replay it, give it another chance, and I think I disliked it more this time around. <laughs> That's impressive. It has a handful of good songs, a handful of great songs, one of which is actually one of the last things posted in this particular Discord group. Final Fantasy VIII, The Man with the Machine Gun, great song. It's got some other great checks. Unfortunately, that's where the good ends. The characters are awful. The writing is awful. The pl- the plot, the way that things progress through the story makes no sense. The character actions don't make any sense. The draw and junction system are a fucking mess and apparently needed another year in development just to get to a point where it would be decent. This game doesn't do anything good. Nothing about this game was enjoyable for me. Triple Triad was the beginning of a good card game. It had the groundwork yeah. for something that they could have used for the rest of the series, and then they fucked it up. They just completely lost it with Final Fantasy IX's Triple Triad, which is a step... It's not even a step down. It's a full flight of stairs down. <laughs> and you know what? That's not enough. It's not a full flight of stairs down. It's a full flight of stairs to climb up the Shinra building back down. Oh! Using your own references to down. diss you. That, that's like new meta shit right there. Uh, <laughs> Wait, would you use the elevator of the Shinra or just the, the extra The stairs. Okay. Every single stair that yeah. you have to go up if you choose that path. Oh, that's just too much, man. I can't handle that. <laughs> I can't... But the Triple Triad was such a huge shot in the dick after what uh, FF8 did with the Tetra Master. I don't know wh- where they got off thinking that. Like, that's the one good thing that 8 did. And that wasn't even well done. It was just the beginning of something well done where they could have gone somewhere with it, and they didn't. Uh, thanks, FF8, for nothing. For pissing me and Blake both off. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to listen to, though. I bet it was. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What a fucker of a game. <laughs> All right, best new games that we've played this year. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah? Jay hadn't gone yet. Oh, I thought he... No, that's right, you were first. My bad. It's all good. Um, Number one, Sega Genesis, The Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) 
forgot you played that. Title, oh, that's though, good. Bitch. Oh man, uh, this one, this was an you easy number one. Like I was like looking through, I was looking through this. I'm like, uh, there, well, there's number one, and I was like, oh, go <laughs> from here. Lion King is 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 such a fucking joke. It is just awful. And so the first level, if if you told me you'd pull off my toenails one by one, or I had to play Lion King for 24 hours straight, I would take the toenails two times over. This game is so bad. The graphics are awful. You can't tell which are objects and which are background uh, oh, yeah. detail. <laughs> so you jump to platforms you think are platforms, which are actually just rocks in the background. And, and in the levels where... It, in the first couple levels, it's not a big deal, because guess what? You fall, you, you have to get back up. Okay, no big deal. In the later levels, when you fall, you instantly die. So when you, you, you kind of have to feel your way through this game to figure out, okay, the purple flowers are real. The orange ones aren't. Those are just background detail. <laughs> this game is just yeah. unbelievably bad. And, and the mechanics of the roar, like you can like do this roar mechanic that makes absolutely no sense. And sometimes I remember, knocks I remember you talking back. about that. Yeah, it, it's just... I, I don't even know, man. It was just on another fucking level of garbage. There's just... There, there's not a single redeeming quality about this game. That's awesome. I can't even think of anything. Other than it's a big joke. Like, that is... Oh. oh For the this main. was such an easy number one. I liked hearing about that one. <laughs> was Next that cathartic? That's what we're making us play. No, oh, no. Come on, man. Dude, remember what I made you play last time? <laughs> yes. You son of a bitch. I do remember. <laughs> That's me. still so funny to me, though. Okay. All right, now for the best new, which was actually a bit of a hard list for me because I didn't play that much new stuff. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff where I was like, hey, it's RPG, or I'm going to play some old RPGs that I know and love. Well, best new games that we hadn't played before. Uh, I guess we're going in the same order, so I will start us off. My number three best game that I played this year for the podcast that I have never played before is Final Fantasy VI. Nice. Yeah, number three. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, I'm not a huge RPG guy. Uh, there were times where I got just a little bit tired of it. I was like, I just don't feel like playing this anymore. But is, I mean, it's a very good RPG. Can't argue with that. If I loved RPGs, Blake's still mad at you. Blake it probably would have been number two or dead one. Dead silent right now. Planning <laughs> your funeral again. Uh, my number three is here because there's literally no other game that could go here except for, <laughs> like, the other the ones that could go in here are Final Fantasy 3, which I already put on my worst list, <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy 2, which was not a good game, and Final Fantasy X-2, which... Nope. Jesus. <laughs> uh, let's see, some of the other stuff, like, I've it's just replayed games. Oh, and Stone Protectors, that was another new one. <laughs> That I played for half an hour, and I said, "This is a terrible beat 'em up game." I thought that was going to be on your worst games list. It was. It almost was because I was like, "Oh, Stone Protectors was bad." And then I thought about it, and I was like, "No, <laughs> it's not worse than any of these Final Fantasy <laughs> games." It was just not good. Yeah. Uh. So my number three is Mother, I guess. Earthbound. Oh beginning. wow. And I mean, it wasn't. I didn't hate the game. It was just very not well done compared to like Earthbound, you know? Oh, wait, this is our good of games list. That's why I was so confused at first. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Like, okay. This is the okay. Earthbound Beginnings, the very first Metro, or Metro game. <laughs> very first Mother game. Uh, Earthbound is Mother 2. Mother 1 was an interesting experience. 
it's it feels very much like earthbound 0.5 and i don't know i didn't hate it i just hated parts of it uh, to be fair i also did play the fan version where they toned down the grinding you need to do to make it through the game i do oh that, yeah that's uh, right parent so if i had not been playing that version there's no telling how much i would have hated this game <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I've heard that the grinding is pretty bad on that. Yeah, the the version that I played, Earthbound Beginnings, also had retro achievements. It's a fan made version that helps uh, eliminate or at least tone down almost in, almost all the way the grinding that you have to do to make it through uh, or, or through Mother. And so for that, I was really glad to be playing that version because I didn't want to play more of it than I had to. Mm-hmm. I got to the end. It was an interest. It was very interesting to see where Earthbound started. That's all. Is it on a wackiness level from zero to earthbound? Where does this one lie? Um, if earthbound is earthbound like zero point five, it, it's I, I wouldn't even say it's that wacky. It's it's got a lot of weird, but it's not like goofy. Okay. It so doesn't like, do a lot of goofy like earthbound did. Okay, but it's got its share of goofy. All right, Jay. Um, I can't. I cannot contribute to this. I'm sorry. I only there was only. I believe there was only two games on my list from this year that were new games that could even be close, and they weren't. Like it just. They were both bad. They were both just not. Well, all right. What, what 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 were they? Uh, I don't even remember because I did it before we <laughs> started tonight, and then I was okay. like, I, I I was like trying to find a way to like squeeze things into. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just yeah. forcing it. It's just gonna sound really <laughs> fake. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, well, go look at them and tell us what two new games you played. I actually want to know now. Um, okay. Yeah, let's see right. what they were. All right. Robert, number two. I'll move on to number two. Uh, I'm going to go with Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. This is a 4X strategy game, and it's very much like Sid Meier's Civilization games, except it's futuristic, set in set on another planet. You you play uh, one of a number of human factions that have, that have uh, kind of basically crash-landed on this planet, and uh it's it's i mean that kind of says it all it's it's just like the civ games except it's all futuristic and stuff and uh and i had a lot of fun with it because i like strategy games like that Uh, i i don't i'm not a huge civ fan but i do like the civ games and this one had a neat had a neat little twist and uh it 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 sucked me in for a little while all right all right that's fair that's fair yeah that's fair yeah yes it's fair cool My number two is a game I just talked about tonight, Dungeon Hack. Oh, wow. nice. Uh, it was, you really enjoyed I mean, that. It's, it's a pretty fun game. I, I liked it better than I liked Mother. It's a definitely a game I can see going back and replaying every once in a while. And by replaying, I mean beating my face against the wall until a cockatrice comes along and pe- uh, petrifies me again. <laughs> but hey, look, maybe that's the kind of wall I want to beat my face against sometimes. Hey, that's what you're into. I don't have a mother issues. <sighs> <laughs> that was a good one. Kinda. Yeah, kinda. So Jay right, Robert. You played what? River Well Jay said in his I, I think Jay's Oh, I I believe that's too. the only one that I was looking through I'm trying to look through because there was a couple of ones that I, I compiled that I don't think you mentioned. But River City Ransom was I really enjoyed that game that I played. That was like the only one that I really found that could be mentioned on here. But okay. I don't think it was like amazing. Like it's not if anything, it would be t- the number three. If like I had other ones that we're right. talking about, 
It was just okay. like, I mean, honestly, my list is full of stuff where it's just like, yeah, that wasn't a bad game. Yeah, yeah. When we started talking, I was like, oh, maybe I should have, but I don't know. <laughs> All right, my number one that I had never played before is Maniac Mansion. I oh, have. Oh God, I forgot that you hadn't played that before. Yeah, I had never played it before, and I was really, honestly, expecting to not like it. I was like, this game is not going to hold up. Uh, it's going to be because this was also before th- you can reach dead end states in this game. So I was like, well, there, it's got that going for it. Also, it's just kind of old. Uh, and I was thinking of uh, Zach McCracken, which I had played a little bit of. But then I played that last year and I really did not. I just could not get into it. I was I had basically convinced myself beforehand that it was going to be the same with Maniac Mansion, that I was going to play it for a little while. And then get sick of playing it and not have any fun. And maybe use a walkthrough just to go through the whole game. Just to kind of like see how it plays out. But I actually had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it does have dead end states. But they're you can they're, you can usually see them coming for the most part. I never got into one myself. Uh, I really had fun. I, I like the whole environment of the game. I like the character designs. I like talking to tentacles. And just kind of all the, like the goofy stuff that happens in that game. Uh, it held up surprisingly well to me, and I actually ended up really having a fun time with it. Neat. Neat, yep. Yeah. And my and... number one new game that I played this year that I had never played before is Grandia 2. I was just looking at this game like two minutes ago. It's so funny. <laughs> Sick. Surf around things. It, uh, I mean, I didn't hate it. It it had its good parts. I like the gameplay was pretty cool. It has a little system where you get to stun your opponents so that they lose a turn if you time things right. Uh, the growth system is somewhat interesting. You've got uh, like different. You've got various ways of developing your characters. You've got different spell books. You've got um, you've got uh, these eggs which you unlock spells from, and then you can swap the eggs between any of the characters. <laughs> Uh, it's it's got some really cool stuff. This it's the three D uh, combat system that they use is very very first gen three D RPG combat system where you don't get to control much aside from looking at a bar that's filling up and going okay I can attack now <laughs> and you don't get to move your characters around you don't get to reposition. None of the cool things like that. It's just fairly, uh, ba- it's very, very, very basic in the combat system. The growth was kind of cool. The story was very old school anime tropish sort of stuff. Uh, for what it was, it wasn't bad. Okay. It was a good game. Uh, that was, it had its fun moments. <laughs> I really wish that I had more new games that I played this year that I loved, but that. Yeah. I think I'm going to plan out my list a little bit better, or my games next year a little bit more to align with this. I completely yeah. forgot about this. Yeah, me too. Until yeah, until I'm glad I'm not the only one. I was like, all right, top threes that yeah. were this year. And I'm like, oh, right. I'm surprised that you hadn't played this this one. This just sounds like a game that you would have It was never on my radar. I think it first came out on a system or two that I didn't own. And then I think the PS2 version came out. And I, it just wasn't anything that grabbed me. Okay. It was very, it's very anime, like I said. And at the time when that was, when the PS2 was relevant, when this game would have been new and relevant, anime wasn't doing it for me at all. Okay. 
it does it doesn't nowadays either but i can see past that skin gotcha well good top threes guys yeah decent decent top three they, they were decent yeah they weren't everybody fantastic. started with I, everyone you guys are starting that that top three series it was like well i didn't hate it that, that's pretty much how it started I hate it, but... That's what sucks. Like, there just weren't that many games I played this year that were, were new. Literally, the games that I played that were new were Final Fantasy X-2, uh, Final Fantasy 2 and 3, Dungeon Hack, uh, Mother, Grandia 2, and Stone Protectors. Please. Everything else, I played Final Fantasy 1 through 12, Suikoden 2, uh, Valkyrie Pro- Profile I've played, Lufia 2 I've played, Second and Setsu 3 I've played. <laughs> Uh, Mother Three, I've played. Fantasy. What? Majority of the Final Fantasies you've played. You played. Well, yeah, I said one through twelve. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Sonic and Knuckles, I've played. Sonic Three, Chrono Trigger, uh, and that was it. That's my list. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that I didn't have more terrible games that I played. Yeah, my, I had two really good ones. In the I had plenty of terrible ones. <laughs> yeah, you had plenty. All right, time to go on to emails. Oh, yeah. All right, we've got two. We got one from Chase and one from good old... Good old Jeffrey, who decided to send us a year-end wrap-up email. Uh, I'll read these in the order that I got them. Chase comes first. Uh, The subject line is, Jay gets me. He says, Hello, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner here. Thank you, as always, for taking the time out of your busy, cheery podcast to rip through yet another one of my emails. Right off the top, thank you, Jay. You get me. I was just trying something new last episode with the question and the curse. My emails run a bit long and wanted, and I wanted to tidy things up. It definitely didn't work, and it won't happen again. <laughs> it's okay. Don't take it so hard on yourself, Chase. Um, I think he's saying you get me because Jay was the only one who was like, no. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. I was like. I know Trust me. I know what he's talking about. Okay. I get him. Next, <laughs> next up. I, I thought you. I thought you all did a solid job thinking of Dynasty Warrior-esque games. I'm a child. Yeah, of I was the- really happy with our answers too, to be honest. I was really excited with that one. I was really glad somebody said Mario and then we all agreed it would be great. I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a child of the 80s and would love to see a He-Man or Thundercats Warriors game out there. Those would be awesome. Uh, oh, I actually, man. There's so many 80s cartoons that would work great for that. Because we mentioned yeah. the G.I. Joe, right? Yeah. Okay, we talked and, about uh, that. And Ninja Turtles. And Ninja Turtles would be sick. And yeah, I could see He-Man working with that as well. Yeah, I actually thought about He-Man, but then I was like, no, these other ones are better. Uh, lots of characters to pull from there, and you could use Hordak goons, or Beastman and Mumra's Beastmen, or King Hiss's... Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know any of these characters. Or King Hiss's Serpent Men as the regular He's soldiers. He's making that one up. That's not a real thing, <laughs> is it? There's no way. That's like Big Gay Al's Big Gay Museum, or whatever the hell Big Gay Al works. As the regular soldiers, you ruin on the way to the big bad. I don't know. They sound. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Uh, now for top threes. First top three 
Top three reasons your podcast is so good. Oh, I like this. I like this. Oh, oh, I like the start. In before he can't even fill the list out, just like Jay. (laughs) Whoa, Jesus. Damn. Number three, you literally read anything anyone writes you (laughs) on Twitter. Damn, on blast. (laughs) On Twitter or in an email. It may seem like a small thing, but to your audience, it means a lot. Oh, I think it means like we actually pay attention as opposed to like we just read anything. Wait, what'd you say? Sorry. He, he means that in a positive way. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Robert. Number two. <laughs> your, pod- <laughs> your podcaster chemistry leads to some very unexpected slash entertaining discussions, which means that even if you were to do the exact same show with the exact same content, which you have covered exact same games numerous times. Many, many, many it, times. <laughs> too many, in fucking fact. It would never be the same fact. result. That said, the results are always entertaining, and that is a huge plus in your favor. Number one, you are fun Jay. to listen to. <laughs> Jay. I mean, Jay, he was like, Jay gets me, so I was expecting uh, it. You are fun to oh, listen thanks, to <laughs> because, because you are genuine. No one is paying you to be here. You just do what you do. And you all seem to enjoy it. Wait, sometimes, you paid? <laughs> sometimes you even say horrible shit to each other, <laughs> but, but you shrug it off because it's all in good fun. Uh, you should to... hear the stuff we say when the microphone when the recording <laughs> isn't playing. All right, you know, to... this is horrible shit. Woo, doggy. Yeah, you, 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 the outtakes are just too much. To a listener on the outside of your circle of podcast friends, it seems like you do this because you enjoy it so much, and that feeling is contagious for your listeners who are able to share in your fun by tuning in. Um, I mean, I guess I just said, like, since he says it, it sounds like this. I mean, I guess I would say that that is what he says. It sounds like you do this because you enjoy it so much. I think, I mean, I think that's pretty much accurate, right? Yeah. yeah. That's why I was... Robert came to me a few years ago and was like, hey, Jay and I are going to do a podcast about retro games. And I was like, those are my favorite thing. <laughs> Jay, and, Jay and retro games. I'm sold. <laughs> Your eyes lit up. You started tearing up a little bit. No, oddly enough, Blake and I barely talked um, when we Back worked when in EG. we worked in EG together, yeah. 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 I judged you for being all pro WoW Arena. I was like, look at this fucking nerd. <laughs> loser. It's never going to be an eSport. And you were right. That's totally Hey, yeah, I was going to say, you can blame Blizzard for that one. I yeah. mean, the community's doing it, but Blizzard sucks. The way you phrased that, it sounded like there was going to be a twist at the end of that, like, and then he proved me wrong. <laughs> hey, I had fun doing it. And I, you know, honestly, I yeah. didn't even have to play, like, in tournaments to, to make money. It was just the content. So... <laughs> <laughs> Win-win. All right, we got a second top three. Thank you, Chase, for the first top three. We appreciate it. Second top three. Top three personal best worst games of 2016. Oh, man. I don't know exactly what he means by best worst. I'm going to say, like, uh, probably, like, uh, so bad is good, maybe? I'm not sure. Let's see what he says. Number number three, Stellaris. Um, I have heard really good things about that. I've been thinking about picking that up. I should go look that up on my Steam page, see if I can add that to my wish list. Yeah, I've played a, a bit of Stellaris. Um, and the, the early game is really fun, and then for me, the mid-game kind of falls off. But anyway, he says, <laughs> I love this game to bits and everything it is trying to do, but this game in its current state is not the game that I purchased many months ago. 
Uh, interesting. Actually, it is way better. Okay, actually, it is way better and is really fleshed out over time. But that doesn't change the fact that I can't access any of my dozens of hours invested legacy save files. Ah, uh, okay. So like the updates broke his old saves. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, those empires are gone, and because of the way the game has changed, I may never get that type of experience back ever again. I guess in today's world, the game you buy isn't going to stay the same game you bought. Which is a huge argument as to why classic oh, games can be considered speaking superior. Speaking my language. <laughs> Hero we deserve. Uh, hey, um, hey, Jay, how's WoW treating you? It's pretty good right now. That's what I've been doing this whole time. It's pretty good. <laughs> well, I, did, I didn't even mean that WoW. I meant more of the, how's the new WoW treating oh, you? Oh, the new WoW that I stopped playing after four weeks? Oh, it's, yeah, it was pretty yeah. terrible. Uh, <laughs> pretty terrible. I think most people stopped playing it. Like, everybody I know that was so into it, has either started playing Final Fantasy fourteen again, or they got wrapped up in Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm here, too. Uh, Chase says, I will still play this game, but anytime a game changes so much from launch that I can't play my old saves without doing the hard work of a rollback, it is the worst. So Stellaris makes my top three for fucking with my saves, and Steam's auto-update gets the assist. There you go. I bet you like that one, Jay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Let's I hate it on Steam. Oh, yeah. It makes my dick hard. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's exactly what I sound like. But thanks. Where'd the, uh, You're welcome. Accent come from on that one. Number from two. Jay. That was a Jay impression. Yeah, oh, Jay. that's what Jay. Okay. Jay's from New York. Or is it New Jersey? Is that New York or New Jersey? He was making a fat nerd voice. <laughs> was it like make Actually, my dick I was hard? The voice from that South Park episode with yeah. the aliens. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, no. my jag off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> Tom Clancy's The Division. This third, oh, I've heard, man. I've heard lots of very bad things about this. Um, this what third, this third person shooter from Ubisoft sold like hotcakes, got big hype with games media and had a mix of praise for its innovative multiplayer and also shade for its horrible landing of, in, of, for its horrible handling of inner city gangs in a near post-apocalypse. Also, for a game that was supposed to be that was supposed to represent gritty real-life New York when shit hits the fan, this game's solution to making everything more difficult was turning the NPC baddies into bullet sponges instead of adding more or making them smarter. Mix that with people learning how to exploit slash hack the Dark Zone multiplayer very quickly. And you have a game that I paid top dollar for, but stopped paying faster than I ever expected. None of my friends stayed playing this game for very long either, so even wow. the decent multiplayer couldn't save it. When I am paying as much as I did for this game, I really hope I end up playing more than 15 to 20 hours of it. Top dollar for a game you don't play is the worst. That game was almost something that became a staple of my stream for RPG year. I liked the sound <laughs> of it. I liked, I kind of liked some of the ideas. And I played the demo, and I was like, this is an okay demo, but I do not trust this company to continue developing the game in a way that interests me at all. And lo and behold, I was pretty much right. Some of the new content they have developed in the last month or two, they, they introduced a new gameplay type where it's like you survive. It's survival, and you die once, and that's it. You are kicked out of the zone. And that's kind of cool. But it still had all of those problems at launch. I it's just a game that I never see myself supporting. Yeah, it had a lot of problems, and apparently, like uh, like Chase said, it's really really easy to hack the multiplayer. And like, it was. I don't know if it is now, okay. and that ruined the game on launch. Yeah, that ruined it on launch. Uh, 
And um, there, there was, there were like really weird bugs too. Do you remember there was this one where like, it was like if you put a backpack on at the wrong time, like there was some bug going on where like if you put something in your backpack or if you like put on the wrong kind of backpack at the at the wrong time, then it would completely lock your game up and you straight up could not play the game anymore. I do not remember that one. There was something like that. Uh, yeah, the division had lots of problems. Uh, number one, Dead Star. This twin-stick space shooter was a multi-platform, multiplayer-only passion project from the folks at Armature Studios. It was like Star Control 2 meets a MOBA, literally. This was hmm. one of the most enjoyable twin-stick space shooters I have played in a long time, and its pure dependence on online play is what has ruined the game. Why? Because the servers, because the servers were shut down seven months after launch... Oh, and the, Dynasty Warriors Online, sorry. And, huh? Are we talking about Dynasty Warriors Online? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And the game was delisted from PS4 Store and Steam. Wow. I can't even get a refund. Now I just have a piece of software I can never play beyond the tutorial. Oh, wow. That's, this... uh, I can relate to that because of City of Heroes. I wish servers were still running for that game because I would play it constantly. Have you checked to see if there's private ones? There, people have tried, but they don't have the infrastructure. Like, they just don't know how to make it run. Mm. No one ever got the details on what the servers for the game were doing, so they couldn't make them. Sucks. Sucks bad. does suck. He says, as this game offered, offered and promised me so much and delivered so little, but more specifically, as it didn't even try to apologize for it running out on on its audience, and because I can literally never play this game again, it is the absolute worst. That's Dead Star. I hadn't heard of that. Have you guys? Uh, neither had I, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. And now for my question of the day. In order to recognize that this episode is pretty close to some winter break stuff, I thought I would ask, what is your favorite gaming memory from a holiday break? Ooh, oh, Whew. God, I got a good one. Oh, jeez. Um, man, yeah, I don't know. go first? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So, We Fit was <laughs> a fucking just a great experience in my house. So I was still living at home when we fit came out and um, it was, my sister had just moved out. So it was something that brought my family together and kept them together. And it was so fun. We had a blast when, when the, we fit came out, like the, all the different games you could play, like the, the ski jump game, all of them. We played for probably like four or five hours a day for the entire week. Uh, Cause I was in college at the time. So um, I had the whole week off. We played for so many hours, and it, it was so funny because what we'd do is we'd get up, we'd eat like a horrible breakfast because, you know, it's Christmas time. Oh, yeah. You would do the Wii Fit. You would get so fucking exhausted from semi-exercising. <laughs> you'd pass out for two hours. You'd wake up, and you'd do it again. And that's what we did for like <laughs> an entire week, and it was so fun. There were so many cool games from the boxing to the ski jumping to, to all the different types of games. It was so, so much fun. And I, I, it was one of my fondest memories in the last 10 years of, of gaming in a, in a holiday, that sounds- for sure. That sounds like you're just like punishing yourself. Like, plays it was not. But, but it was out. such an like we were competing so much against each other, dude. That was the funny <laughs> thing. It was a really good time. One of my fondest memories. That's um, awesome. I get. I guess I kind of have one. Do you, Rob? Uh, no, I don't really have one specific. Why don't you go ahead? Yeah. All right. Uh, I, my uncle. This was around. Um, I'm going to say 2000, 2001. My uncle had some frequent flyer miles built up. And he bought me a ticket to come back from Colorado to go back to Springfield, Illinois, to visit my cousin, Robert. Because Robert and I were best friends growing up. We hung out together all the time. He got me into RPGs. 
back with Final Fantasy and then Final Fantasy 2 and 3 or 4 and 6 as we know them now and all that stuff. So I went back there and at that point he was playing EverQuest. He was <laughs> hardcore into the Evercrack. And the vacation pretty much consisted of him coming home from his job at Burger King and playing EverQuest and then going to sleep. And when he was asleep, I would like either sleep while he was at Burger King and then wake up when he got home, or I would be playing EverQuest while he was away. And I was playing <laughs> on his account. Dude, the dream. And so dude. we would just take turns. Like he would go, it was a week of me and him just playing EverQuest on and off. I had my own character. I was dicking around, and that's what got me into MMOs was that trip, just hanging out, like getting immersed into the world and being like, "Holy shit!" There's all these, all this text, all these things to read, all this lore, all the, 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 the there's other people running around. There's a lot of leveling to do. There's an end game content to it, and uh, just that's what got me into MMOs. That's what got me hooked. I honestly think that's to this day good. MMOs provide some of the best uh, memories for people. People like you, you talk about an MMO that somebody had played and you know, invested a lot of time into, and you just see their eyes light up. They're like, "Oh yeah, I, I had this, you know, this guild or this group of friends, and we did this, and blah blah. blah. We spent so many hours doing this, and it was so fun." Yeah, it, I, I can completely. Of course, I can understand that. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I, I guess kind of have another one, and that would be I think it was GTA Three, the year that that came out, the summer that summer. I just went hard core 100 percenting it oh yeah oh yeah i went nuts 100 that game like i and i remember taking my tv down to the job that i had i uh the place that i lived was this uh park not a park but like a uh, national park kind of place where the park rangers all lived at the top of this hill and then at the bottom of the hill there was the marina and there was a restaurant down there and i was a dishwasher down there and one day, I was able to get my TV and PS2 down to the marina, down to my job, in my little dishwasher room, and tucked away in the back. And I just, like, I did my job, and whenever there weren't dishes to do, I was like, boom, let's get some shit done in GTA 3. <laughs> let's do That's this. That's actually awesome. That is good. I don't really have. I've got like. There's only one. Kind oh of come on! One. Well, no. There's come there's on. there is one that's not that good. But like, just in general, most of the time when I got new consoles, those were for Christmas. So I remember a lot of Christmases. Oh, okay. getting new okay. consoles just in general. That was always really exciting. I, I oh, haven't yeah. felt that excitement since the. I honestly, I haven't felt that excitement since the PS2. <laughs> I actually have another one now that you've mentioned. For some reason, Christmas just clicked with me. I don't know why. I thought of Christmas, but not until you said it did something click. <laughs> uh. My birthday is the 29th. It's actually coming up in about a week. Yeah. And my cousin's birthday was yesterday. And uh, he, for one, I think it was his birthday. I went over to his place, and he got a Game Genie for Sega And, like, (laughs) I I just remember being so upset that he had it and that I didn't, that I started to cry. Oh. And I was like... Stupid! I just want a game genie too. I won't be able to use the game genie. It's so cool. Dude, those fucking codes, man. Those fucking codes. And then that's where my uh, my hacker career started. And by hacker, I mean where I started to learn everything about Final Fantasy Tactics later on. I think I've talked about this before. Um, I took the Sonic codes that were in the book because I eventually I did get my own game genie for Christmas or for my birthday. I don't remember which. And I got 
I got that and I plugged it into Sonic and I looked at the codes and I was like, well, what if I changed this digit to something else? And in doing so, that's when I started to learn about how video games worked. I turned a something that made Sonic's jump go and last like a second longer in the air to something that lasted a full minute. <laughs> so I would be able to jump from the begin- beginning of a stage to the very end. <laughs> like, this is crazy. That's pretty awesome. I used to, like, I remember getting uh, PlayStation 1 uh, and, let's see, Sega CD. Those are both fun to get. Uh, Xbox, I think, was the last, like, console that I got for a Christmas. Um, the uh, the only one I like, sticks up. You know, one thing, that's, one thing that I remember in general was, for some reason, my parents always, always scheduled Christmas, like, vacation trips um with us leaving the day after christmas so i'd have all these awesome toys i'd have my sega cd or my 3do or you know whatever the hell and then like i would have that night to play with it and then we would have to leave like five o'clock oh, the right? morning oh to, my god to go on vacation that always I know what you mean yeah that was always super disappointing but um but like the only one that sticks out is a really weird and random story which is there was this one Christmas where this was before uh, Super Nintendo and all that. So, like, I was still playing Nintendo. And, like, so I opened all my presents and I got, you know, plenty of presents and I was happy and everything. But, like, something in my head was like, there's another present. Some There's another present that you haven't gotten. And I was like, is this all of them, Mom? Like, Mom and Dad, is, was there anything else? They're like, no, that's it. And I was like, okay. And, like... For absolutely no reason at all, I was convinced that there was, like, some present that had gotten lost or something like that somehow, somewhere, that I didn't get. And, <laughs> and like, your parents just forgot about it, too. <laughs> they just forgot about it, too. And, like, so, like, every once in a while, I would go, like, we left, we, we left the tree up for a couple of days. So, every once in a while, I would go, like, dig around around the tree and be like, <laughs> no, there's nothing there. And then one day, I went over there, and I was digging around the tree, and there was a fucking game like <laughs> hidden under the tree skirt halfway and it was a Nintendo game it was wrapped in like cardboard colored paper pretty much so it was like it basically looked like trash like halfway sticking out from underneath the tree skirt and it was uh Ninja Turtles 2 the arcade game for NES oh wow yeah damn it was son really Solid weird choice. and random that's the only one that really stands out to me besides having to go on vacation day after christmas every year Dude, I always had to go to church because my parents were raised Catholic. So we would we would get up at like fucking the crack of dawn. Have to wait for my parents to get up, sit around. Then they'd oh get up. We'd go downstairs, open presents. Then we'd have to rush and get ready to go to church <laughs> for fucking a billion hours, and then come home. Oh, did it go for? Did it go on for long? Oh, mass on Christmas is like two or three fucking hours. Yeah, it's, it's so it's like, getting in and out hours. is just terrible. We wouldn't do it all the time for my family because my <sighs> da- most of my Christmas was stuff with my dad. But when we were doing Christmas with my dad's family, they were big, big Catholics. So we would have to go to the mass, wake up super early on yep. Sunday and all this. And a huge <laughs> oh, It was brutal. And it wasn't even have to be Sunday. It was, it was, it was Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. It was actually always yeah, Christmas, Christmas Day. And Day, yeah. it was like. Oh, and then you, you finish opening your presents, and then mom would be like, all right, hop in the shower. It's like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm going <laughs> to go see all my new toys. Yeah, you I have to go stare at the ceiling for three woman? hours. Think <laughs> about everything I just opened. Like, oh, Jesus. We're, we'll be doing that this year because my church, we, like, they have it on 
Sunday, but like not not every Christmas, but since Christmas is on a Sunday, we'll have it this year, and we'll we'll go. But like, it's not a two or three hour thing or anything. It's oh. like an hour, and like the kids, it's like you know, let your kids wear their pajamas if they want to. So I'll probably like even let Catherine bring her 3ds and just play that through the through the service. God, I wish I had a 3ds to go through church. I fucking just counted lights literally for <laughs> fucking three hours. <laughs> That sounds more boring than that sounds more boring than just like I remember looking up at some of the roofs and being like, Oh, I wonder if that's like a secret hatch that leads Yeah, or something. Like (laughs) And then it was like, Oh, go ahead and kneel down, we're gonna sing for forty five minutes. I'm like, Oh my god, kill me. It's like this is killing my knees. I have bad knees nowadays because of that shit. Are we ever gonna get through blowjobs, by the way? To what? I forgot about the emails. Are we going to get through those? Yeah, we'll get through well, those. That was, that was his question. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. It's just we've been on this for like 10 minutes. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Chase says, I would tell you mine, but this is one fucking long email and you don't need this to be double the size. All right. <laughs> Chase, you can tell us in your next email if you want to. Uh, in closing, I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. On behalf of your regularly emailing listeners, I would like to thank you for another great year of finding the fun or fail in classic games. It's always a pleasure to hear you three do your thing. Yeah, thank you very. That was actually an awesome question. I really like the the memory. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you, Chase. Yeah, at first thank- I was like, well, I don't have anything, and then I remembered if he was like, yeah, cool, kick ass. Those He's... were fun. I like those memories. Yeah, those are good. He says, stay salty, stay naughty, and seriously, do Rob a solid and stop playing Final Fantasy games for a while. <laughs> Jesus, face the night cleaner. We didn't have a Final Fantasy game this time. We had a. We we had talked a Rob, by the way, did you put your resub towards one of the games in the bid war? What? Did you re- your resub? Did you put it towards one of the games in my bid war? No, I haven't seen that. I haven't been on in a while. God damn it, you fool! All right, would you rather see me play more Chrono Trigger? Because I all right in 2017, okay. I'm going to learn a speed run, and it's going to be one of four games. It's going to be Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy Tactics, <laughs> Bravely Second, or. Valkyrie profile. I would be scared to to play Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy Tactics as much. I feel like you might actually burn out. I, maybe not though. Final Fantasy Tactics I, I played so much and I can never get burned out. This for a speed like, run? If I ever get bored of the speed run, I can do other stuff with it. There all there's also randomizers for tactics. Okay. Oh my god. What? I would probably go with yeah. I would probably go with Chrono Trigger. That'll be my Is favorite. this right. wait, is the tactics one is it like uh, Steam type thing? Like, where, where do you get this randomizer from? Oh, um, you just find it online. Let me check really quick. I could probably find it pretty quickly. Yeah. I found, like, the really difficult one or whatever. That was pretty fun, but... I'm gonna start reading Jeffrey's email while you look into okay. that. Alright, here's the FFT randomizer. Oh, you got it. I'll okay. throw it up in the Skype group for you. Okay. Cool, thanks. Uh, I don't know what you do with it. Like, there's a readme in there. You'll probably want to check that out. I don't know the details exactly. Oh, you gotta get it from GitHub. Okay. Yeah. All right. I typed in FF, or I typed in the guy's name who made it, and that was like the first result on my browser. All right, last email from Jeffrey, aka Civil Jeff Eight on Twitter. Civil Jeff Eight. It's been a while since we heard from old Jeff. Yeah, it has been. Happy holidays, gents! Thanks for another year of brilliant podcasts. Thank you, Jeff. I went through my old emails to remember which games I had played this year, only to realize how little I had emailed the show this year. I will try to do better next year, because I know how much you rely on me to take the show to another level. (laughs) Uh, On to my top threes, but first an honorable mention to Final Fantasy VI. I enjoyed... Oh, man. I enjoyed when it was covered in depth depth by Rob with the assist from Blake, and when SNES Drunk came on the podcast and talked about it. 
My top three favorite games covered on the podcast this year were number three, Anamusha. Oh, much like Chocobo's Dungeon. More on this title later. This is a game I never had any interest playing that Jay covered so well that I really feel compelled to pick up a copy and sink my teeth into it. Yeah, I actually feel the same way. Like after I heard you talking about it, I was like, oh, I really want to try this game out. Number two. Wait, so this this is his three favorite that were covered on the yeah, podcast. Okay. Number two, Night Trap. I am so wow. happy that Rob was able to fulfill one of his life's great ambitions and play this terrible game. Rob was in ra- <clears throat> Rob was in rare semi-focused form and really brought it with his review of this game. If there is one Which game th- was I had I Night got Trap. Night Trap. Night Trap. Oh, oh, if there is oh. one thing I like more than when Rob gets Jay to the point of threatening to kill himself, <laughs> it is when Rob makes Jay genuinely laugh to the point of not being able to form sentences. <laughs> Good work, Roberto. Number one, it's a tie between Final Fantasy thirteen and ten oh. and ten two. Oh man. I'm sorry. Making me relive some memories, man. I'm sorry that Blake had to be subjected to these games, but really it was for the greater good. I was in tears. When he hated on Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII, it was elating, but in a way, I felt like I was suffering with him. But when he talked about these two steaming piles, nothing but pure comic gold. What a delight. <laughs> God. I, I could agree. I think 13 was one of my better reviews. I think so too, actually. I Just for the that. sheer vitriol and hatred that fueled it. My favorite. Oh, I, I actually liked your rant of of eight a little bit. I think that was my favorite rant of yours this year. Because you just eight kept, was pretty good. Because the story, you just kept on going on <clears throat> more and more things that were so bad. Like I kept thinking it was going to end. It was like, <laughs> no, there was more terrible things that are equally as bad to talk about. Uh, Jeffrey says, before my top three of games I played this year, I wanted to talk a little about Day of the Tentacle. At Rob's behest, I played it and I am glad I did. It was pretty funny, but it did make me think that point and clicks just aren't my thing. Being able to jump to three different scenarios was novel and innovative, but for a first time point and click player, it complicated things a bit. I tried playing the game without a walkthrough, but when I finally did break down and started using one... Uh, but but when I finally did break down and start using one when I got stuck, my reaction wasn't to think I should have known that. It was usually, how the hell was I supposed to think of that? Yep. Maybe I just don't understand the internal logic of point and clicks. I still plan to give oh, Monkey God. Island a try, but I have a backlog of games after recently buying a PS4. That's funny because I don't feel, I feel like Day of the Tentacle does a better job of not like coming up with totally random stuff. But hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so number three, these are his top three games that he played this year. Number three, Super Metroid and Final Fantasy Tactics. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty strong. What number a three. fucking list. What a fucking list indeed. Say that one more time. <laughs> See this again. Yeah, hold on. My ears are begging. Super Metroid. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. And you ready oh. for this? Final oh. Fantasy Tactics. Oh. Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, <laughs> you just did Solid Snake. I've beaten both of these games multiple times, but it was fun to go back to them. I only got about, <sighs> I only got about ten hours into Tactics before I got my PS4 and set it aside. But I still had a good time. Number Read two, again, Robert. Read it again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Super Metroid. <laughs> oh, 
Stop. I'm moist. Number two. This is really difficult, but I will but I will put Dragon Quest eight here. What Oh other... yeah. What... <laughs> Dragon Quest eight. Ooh. <laughs> I've got here. This is the gift that I'm thinking of with myself right now. Oh gosh. It's gonna be the first... it is gonna be the first fucking result. All right, hold on. I actually got to find one of them that's a GIF. Don't forget to put it in Skype. I'll read this one until you get it. He says, what yeah. an amazing game. I love the art, music, story, characters, gameplay, and side quests. Wow. Really, it was a perfect RPG. Easily one of the 20 best games I have ever played. Probably top 10. Jesus. Damn. That's pretty intense. Number one, Dark Souls. Not I a, need to play these games, man. Holy shit. You not, haven't played any of them? Oh, man. I've watched a lot of people play them, too. Not a okay. classic. They're pretty good. They're they're a little bit overrated, but they are pretty damn good. They're hard. They, they're not that hard to me. I, I, don't, I don't follow that. They're All right, there we go. This one's finally loading. All right. This is Vince. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Hundred percent. Oh yeah! <laughs> Vince McMahon like happiness, surprised face. Like, ooh, what's this? And then, oh, I like where this is going. I love where this is going. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Dragon Quest Eight was a fantastic game. I'm probably gonna replay it next year, right before Dragon Quest Eleven comes out. Oh, yeah. I love Dragon Quest Eight, and I have been dying to replay that game for years now. How old is it? Uh, I want to say two thousand five. What? What? what what's that? PS two? Like two thousand seven. Yeah, it was on PS two. Okay. Uh, two thousand four, <laughs> November twenty seventh, two thousand four. Okay. Cool. Uh, let me pull this email back up. I'm looking at this gif of a man falling out of his chair over and over again. <laughs> Dark Souls, not a classic game. In fact, it is the newest game I have ever played until I started The Last of Us. This game was incredible. I was incredibly stuck at the beginning, especially because at the first bonfire, I didn't notice the steps to the right and spent forever fighting skeletons and trying to enter the catacombs. <laughs> uh, and you know what the best part about that is? That's the kind of directions that that son of a bitch sullen... Or uh, what is his name? I'm going to go Solon Knight. That's what he tells you. He just goes, up above there's a bell, and down below there's a bell. But he doesn't tell you where the fuck you're supposed to go to reach the up above <laughs> and down below. So it seems like the catacombs right there with the skeletons is the down below he's referring to. So where the hell else are you going to go? Fuck you, Solon son of a bitch. <laughs> Once I got past the, garg the gargoyle, it was a real aha moment, and I just kind of rolled from there. I beat the game twice on normal and then once on New Game Plus. Damn. The best part about it was that the first time I played the game completely blind, it reminded me of a feeling I hadn't had with games for a while and inspired me to play my games more like the way I used to pre-internet. No more recon to make sure I build my character right and don't miss things. I just want to go into games with a clean slate and a fresh open mind. That will definitely be my approach to Final Fantasy XV after I open it on Christmas. There That's been, exactly what I'm doing. There have been uh, there have been few games that gave me the satisfaction of accomplishment that Dark Souls did whenever I beat a boss or discovered a new path. Uh, that's a good point. That, that it does. Aside from like, you know, uh, you know, being hard and kind of 
giving you that sense of like kind of figuring things out on your own. It does also like something about Dark Souls makes you not want to perfectly spec your character out. Uh, or at least I got that feeling as well. Like when I was playing, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go into this and like, you know, understand that this is meant to be played without really knowing what you're doing and then just kind of build your character as you go. I agree with him on that one. Sorry, this is so terribly long. Guess I'm making up for lost time. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and Happy Birthday to one of you. You too. Yeah, Blake. <clears throat> you little bitch. Well, this... yeah, he. Yeah, Happy Birthday to me. All right. Say... Actually, I want to give a real big shout out to Jeff. Um, he is currently subbed to my channel. He's got like, he's got one of the bigger bit badges. I think he's got the five thousand bit badge, which means he's used. He's sent a uh, five uh, fifty dollars worth of bits at least. And he's also got three accounts subbed right now because he only explained one of them. He's got his main account subbed. And then the second account, his grandparents apparently have Amazon Prime. And he asked them if he could link their Amazon Prime to his account because the Amazon Prime currently has uh, there's they did a crossover thing now with Twitch where there's also Twitch Prime and Twitch Prime is uh, you get a free sub to a channel, and he's using that on my channel right now, along with this what bonus account. And he's got a third account subbed, and I don't know if he's paying for that one or if that's another <laughs> Amazon Prime sub or what. Damn, but, uh, Jeff, thank you uh, so so much for the support, man. It I appreciate the fuck out of you. Good guy, Jeff. Good guy, Jeff. Great guy, Jeff. Great guy, Jeff. Uh, he signs at Jeffrey, aka Silful Jeff Eight, aka RPG Kobe. AKA... That was his one of his, uh, his other ones. I think that's the one that he said his grandparents' account is signed up with. Okay, and then aka and then Jeffaholicus, right? Jeffaholicus, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffaholicus, holy shit! That's nuts. New meta, holy fuck! That's awesome. Get yourself a fan, Blake. I know, I love it. I'm digging. Three it, times man. over, boys. Yeah. Triple, triple, triple. All right. Um, real quick, we'll go on to the current gaming subcast and wrap this sucker up and call it a year. Man, crazy. I know. I man. guess it's kind of good that this is a bit of a longer episode. Since It's not even yeah. longer. It's just over two hours. It's not even two uh, hours. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh. Is, it, is it really? Was yeah. it like two and a half right now? We like started around 8.30, my time, and it's 10.50 right now. Oh, okay. Man. Oh, Blake, we're on the same time zone now. That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. What I'm jealous. <laughs> Pussy Robert. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? You guys want me to go first? Rob, do you have any current first. gaming? I do, and I think you know. Do I? Lisa. Oh shit! <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is a good day. What a good <laughs> fucking day. <laughs> I don't know. All right, current gaming stuff for me. I'll try to wrap this up fairly quickly. I am still currently going for my 100% Final Fantasy 15 completion, but I'm done streaming it until some of the DLC comes out. I've done everything that's even mildly interesting to watch on Twitch, I think, in that game. I've completed all the dungeons. Uh, I'm max level. All that I really have left, like the biggest, most time-consuming thing, uh, is going to be grinding... Uh, just grinding for AP, which is ascension points, which is what you oh. use by abilities in the game. And I have currently, I'm estimating it at around 15 hours worth of time doing that. 
and that's to max out the grid. In a few days, we're getting some items which will speed up that process, but I don't know how much it's going to speed it up. So I, I can't wait for Thursday just to test that out myself. Cool. Uh, overall, the game was a lot of fun. The final dungeon I had to go through uh, was an, a dungeon where you cannot use any items, and it was kind of interesting. And because I was trying to make it on time for the podcast, I decided to kind of glitch my way through some of that dungeon. Uh, you have an ability in the game called the Warp Strike, and you can throw the Warp Strike and not have it target an enemy, and just have it be like a teleport forward. And this dungeon is just like a 60-floor dungeon, and it's each floor is just one fight against monsters. So, as long as the room wasn't a huge room, I would be able to run into the room, look around, find an exit, and warp teleport towards that exit and get through the archway before the fight initiated. In doing so, I was able to skip the fight entirely and not have to wait until, like, if I if I didn't get through fast enough, I would have to fight the enemies in the room, and then the gates would open back up and I would be able to leave again. <laughs> so I probably skipped a good 20 or 30 floors of the dungeon because I was like, Jesus. nope, screw it, don't give a shit. I just cheesed the shit out of it, and it felt great. Like, it wasn't even that the no-item stipulation was bad. I actually think that's kind of cool. But I just didn't want to take the time to get through that whole thing. And I finished it. I got to the last boss. I beat the shit out of him in there. It wasn't even a special boss. He was just a big snake. What? Yeah, he wasn't anything special. Which I'm hoping they fix in some of the DLC they release. We need to see some of the fights against some of the old super bosses. We need to see Omega Weapon. We need to see fucking Diamond Weapon. Because here's a spoiler. Yeah, for the, here's I a spoiler saw for the Kingsglaive movie. Diamond Weapon shows up in the Kingsglaive movie and unleashes hell on the town that the main character of 15 is from. It looks awesome. I cannot wait for them to add in more of the bosses from the series because they have to. There's no way that they can't. They need something more for the super content of that game. And I can't wait for it. It's going to be great. Uh, It's probably still my game of the year. It's a very good game with a lot of really good points and some smaller good points. And then it's got a lot of bad points. A few very bad points, I should say. The storytelling is a little off. It's told from Noctis' point of view. So it's a limited character view where you can only see what's going on with him. You don't know everything else that's happening in the world, which I think is a very, very cool direction to take a a game story. We don't see a lot of those, especially out of Japanese stories, I feel like, uh, especially out of Japanese RPGs. So I love that aspect of it. The problem is the execution is a little bit lacking. As you go through the game, you find out some of the events that are happening, and I won't spoil those. But you find out these events that have happened, and the characters do not react as much as I feel like they should do. Them. It does like they the, it'll happen, and they'll just be like, "Oh, well, this happened," and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> oh that's pretty shitty." You're like, that, "That's it? Is all you're gonna give me for that?" <laughs> okay, great. You shitheads. It's really frustrating, and that's probably my least favorite thing about the game. Uh, there are some other weird storytelling quirks that they do. Towards the end of the game, things start to feel very rushed. Uh, I, For me, though, I don't judge it as a game that's been in development for 10 years. It's a game that's been in development for about three or four years because the development cycle of like when it was versus 13, that stuff isn't the same game that we got today. The ideas that went into the game 10 years ago to make it Final Fantasy versus 13 are not the same ideas as the product that we got. 
So I, it's not like that. I'm not like, well, it should be a perfect game. There, it shouldn't have any issues. And uh, it's really cool. Square is going to be doing some free DLC for it, and as well as the Season Pass DLC. They're supporting the game post-launch uh, with stuff that they don't have to, stuff that they've received as feedback from the players. And they're like, all right, we're going to look into that and fix that stuff. And that's not something we ever get out of JRPGs either. So right. right the fuck on to them for that. Really good game. I'm excited to have played it. I'm looking forward to the DLC. And I don't. I haven't been doing much else recent gaming. I've been trying my best to find time to play Pokemon Moon more, but I can't. <laughs> I've had the game for probably two or three weeks, and I've played it for 12 hours. My uh, daughter asked for that for Christmas. Does she have a 3DS? Yeah. Well, there you go. Boom. Boom. We'll see if Santa Claus gets it for. That fat fuck better. <laughs> so I played Lisa. Yeah. Which is... Did you, beat, uh, you beat it, right? Yeah, I beat it. Okay, and then I actually asked you about this. Have you gotten around to the DLC yet? Not yet. Actually, I was about right. to play it. I was about to start it up today. I had it like... I launched Steam... And I was literally about to click on the button and then like my wife came in and asked me like she needed me to help her with something. <laughs> uh, but so Lisa is an indie RPG. When did you play this, Blake? Was it I like I played this early this year after okay. I finished the mother series, so uh I wanna say early February. That's that's about right. Yeah, it was like I knew it was like roughly a year ago. Uh I couldn't remember if it was at the at the end of last year or at the beginning of this year. Anyway. Uh, you were talking about this one, and then when you talked about it, that made me want to want to play it. So I've like really actually been wanting to play it since then. I just kind of hadn't gotten around to it until now. It is a, an indie RPG, and it's it's hard to describe. It's um, so I guess I'll just kind of give the backstory. If if you don't remember uh, Blake talking about it on the podcast, the quick version of the story is you play this guy. He was kind of like a washed up, sort of like wrestler type, like professional wrestler type guy. Uh, um, I don't... Karate. Karate. Well, like, he was... ran a karate school before things okay. went to shit. Yeah, I couldn't remember if he actually was a wrestler or if he just like looks like one. But like, he basically yeah. looks like one. Yeah, it was just like a karate school. And um, you're in sort of a post-apocalyptic type world where for, for whatever reason, there are no more females. It's only males. And everybody is sort of like becoming deranged and like degenerating into like pieces of shit pretty much. Uh, and then one day you just randomly find this little baby girl and you're taking care of her and you're like, you've got your friends and you've got your friends helping you take care of her and like keeping her hidden. So nobody finds her because you know, if people find her that she's basically going to become uh, like a sex slave, a sex slave yeah, for everybody for, yeah, for everybody in the world. And turns out, one day she gets kidnapped, and then so you are the, the the rest of the game consists of you like tracking, like trying to find her, fighting your way through tons of different types of bad guys, or I say tons of different types of bad guys. They're tip, they're typically all human, but they're all like different these all these different gangs and stuff who get in your way for various reasons, and uh, it's really like the characters and like the environments are like really fucked up. Like you come across like really fucked up situations, but at the same time, like really bizarre and just like messed up stuff. But then like also really funny stuff at the same time, it, it goes back and forth between those two extremes, like 
pretty much throughout the entire game. Like there are times that where I was like, my character was doing things that I really was uncomfortable with. Like, especially like when you meet up with one of the people that you find out was, uh, involved in, in, uh, sending off, uh, the girl. And like, just like the things that you do to that guy, I was like, holy shit, this is pretty intense. And then like, you'll meet somebody who's just like, there were some like actually hilarious things. Like the, uh, <laughs> like the, the guy that tells the stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The stories and the, um, the bulldozer guy. Oh God, the bulldozer. <laughs> There's like every once in a while, like it, don't, it doesn't happen. This doesn't happen that much, but every once in a while you'll come across a character who like has a backstory that he just randomly tells you for basically no reason. <laughs> There's this one guy who was like, uh, all his life. He, he, so he's in a bulldozer and you have to fight him, right? Don't, don't you fight him in the bulldozer? Is that right? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But anyway, he like all his life, all he wanted to be was a bulldozer driver. <laughs> and he like, that's what he wanted to be growing up. And then he like trained to be a bulldozer driver like all his life, and he went to like bulldozer driving school, and he just like could not like get it down, even though that was all he had ever known and done his entire life. And then one day his wife gets like stuck in the ground or like stuck under something that fell on her. And he's like, "Don't worry, honey, I got this." And he gets in his bulldozer, and like the next thing it shows <laughs> is, is is her funeral. <laughs> And like the priest or somebody's talking to him afterward, and they're like, "It's such a shame she that she died. I'm, I'm so sorry." And the, the the worst part it is, the worst part about it is, is this all could have been avoided if you weren't such a shitty bulldozer driver. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his brother talking to him, or something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Or so his like, best friend, yeah. And he's just like, "You suck." <laughs> So there's stuff like that all throughout the game. There's like a uh, like a Power Rangers knockoff team, and uh, just like all this weird shit like that. And but like at the same time, like the story is actually moving and really intense at some parts. So I was really impressed with the storytelling. Uh, just really quickly, another thing that really stood out to me is like how aside from like the storytelling, like gameplay wise, the game can be like really really brutal. You will. Uh, yeah. Like so, how many characters are there that you can, that you can get total? Like twelve, oh, like ten or twelve? Few... No, there's more than that. More than that? Yeah, I want to say that there's <clears throat> at least there's at least twenty. There might be thirty. Holy shit! Okay, well, I Lisa found playable characters. I only came across like twelve-ish, and out of those, I probably yeah. got about ten. And so you ha- you can have four characters in your party at any time. You can always switch at certain points in the game, and if you're like me, uh, I, I I ended up with like 10 of those characters in my party. There are, when your health gets really low, so it's like really hard to keep your health up. Uh, I, you don't get, you, you porn mags are the currency and you don't get a lot of those. So you have to be really careful about how you spend them. So that means also you don't get a lot of like health stuff that gives you health. So you got to be really careful about using that. <coughs> and then the only other way to get health is to sleep at these little campfires. And whenever you sleep at a campfire, there's a chance of something going really wrong. And sometimes you'll sleep at a campfire and you'll wake up and it'll be like, oh, this guy just ran away from your party and you lose him for the rest of the game. Or like this guy was kidnapped and he's gone. So like you already have a limited number of guys. And also like some of the guys you get, like it might've cost you like your entire stash of money to get that person. 
Because, like, it's all, money is really limited. If you pay, like, 150 porn mags to get a new guy, like, that's a pretty steep investment. And then, like, he might run away an hour later and you don't get him back. There's one part in the game where you straight up lose every item that you have. Except for, like, I think except for, like, stuff you have equipped. Uh, And then, like, I won't get into too bad of spoiler stuff, but there's, like, some really bad stuff that happens to your character that makes him physically weak. So his attacks get really weak throughout the game. Uh, And then, like, as you get, like, closer to the end of the game, like, you start just coming across this stuff that's, like, heartbreaking story-wise. It was, uh, it was a crazy experience in a really, really, really well done game, I think. 30 recruitable characters, by the way. Holy shit. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, did I do it justice? Is there anything else? Is there anything major that I'm leaving out? Or are we... The music is amazing. Oh, shit. That's what I... Oh, my gosh. The soundtrack is just as crazy as the game itself, and it works just as well as the game itself does. I don't the know. The soundtrack how... is unbelievably good. And the soundtrack, from what I've been able to gather, was done by the ga- the guy who made the entire game. He did oh, was like, it really? everything himself almost. There's one song that has a char- like a person grunting as part of the song and it actually one of my favorite songs off the soundtrack. That actually is my favorite song on the soundtrack. It might be my favorite, but there's so many great ones on there. Are there are so many good ones. Uh, oh, man. And whenever you, like, beat a bad guy, they always, like, say some quote. And then, like, it plays this really sad... Even if it's, like, you know, a terrible bad guy, it always plays this, like, sad little sound clip when you beat him. It's, like, just, like, a little really sad melody when you beat him. And it shows him, like, sinking yeah. into the ground pretty much. Uh, like what? One guy when you beat him, he goes as he's dying. He says, "I did it all for the nookie." <laughs> <laughs> there is a guy. There's also a guy that you run into in the world map. You don't fight him really, but there's this guy that jumps out of a bush and kicks you in the nuts, <laughs> and then he runs away and he hides behind another bush. And you find him later, and in response, you kick him right in the fucking nuts. And he's like, "Getting kicked in the nuts, my one weakness." <laughs> oh yeah. There's, there are so many things like that. Just so many great, crazy, what the fuck moments in that game. Uh-huh. Uh, the other thing that I would touch on for me personally as a wrestling fan, the game has a very heavy. Res- there's a lot of wrestling jokes in the game. Uh, like an old wrestler back in the Attitude Area of, era of the WWE was the uh, was Steve Blackman, and there's a guy in the game called Black Steveman or something like that. <laughs> And you beat the crap out of him, and I think he makes a reference to Steve Blackman. A lot of the characters that you fight are references to wrestlers. Okay. And you even, there's even like a wrestling mini game at one point where you like, you win a belt in a wrestling tournament. And the, the, the promoter is like, all right, I want you to drop the belt in this fight and stuff like that. It's so, so good. Yeah, I got to that I part, those parts, yeah. and I said, he was like, all right, you're going down in this round or whatever, and I was like, my response was like, fuck you, and then he was like, well, fuck you, and then I didn't get to do the, <laughs> I didn't get to do the <laughs> yeah. wrestling event. Well, fuck you too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, really an amazing game. Uh, real quick, I don't want to go on for too long, but what was your party, uh, Blake? 
Shut up. <laughs> Do you remember what your party was? Your main party? Uh, let me look at the companions list I linked to you a little bit ago. For so me, I, was using, um, I was using the main character, Brad. And I had uh, Rooster. I think is the guy's name. Where is he on here? There he is. Rooster Coleman. And okay. uh, I'm not Nern. Was it Nern? I may have used Nern for most of the game. The guy that tells you stories about Yeah, the yeah, I used him. Uh, and I think the last one was Rage Ironhead, a wrestler. A, oh, a I, didn't, I didn't use him. I used him in the beginning. I used uh, Brad, of course, and Nern and uh, Olan. He's, he's, he's maybe the... wait. I may have had Percy and Olin at one point. I think I used them because one of those guys has an ability that restores your someone else's ability points. I think so. Okay, that sounds like Percy. I think, and then uh, yeah. I use. I was using uh, which one was it? Which guy is it on here? Uh, Garth for a while, but then he was one of the, one of the characters that just ran away and I never got him mm. back. So. And also Dick Dixon, the pink Power Ranger, <laughs> but he ran away also, or yeah, he ran away also. So then I used uh, Farty Hernandez. He was a uh... Farty's truck was pretty good. His truck was pretty good. The description, like when like uh, for this for this truck, he like drives a truck and it hits everybody and it has a chance to knock him over. The description of it says like. He peels out hard, and then like when he levels up enough, then he gets like a better version of it. And the description is he peels out hard as heck. <laughs> hard as heck. <laughs> <laughs> this game is one of my favorite things that I've ever played. I fucking love this game. It is if my... this, if this were a retro game, this would have been my number one favorite new gameplay this year. It, it would have been on my that I had talked about on the podcast. Yeah, it would have been as it is. It's it. my favorite this year this is one of my favorite rpgs that i've played i can't wait for you to get through the dlc and see some fucked up shit yeah i really can't either i'm looking forward to it jay what's your opinion yeah i agree <laughs> yeah, yeah okay let's uh let's wrap this up um we promise we'll jerk off a little bit more about lisa uh, oh, in January, that's really odd to say. <laughs> <clears throat> Jesus, Lisa the Joyful. Next time, um, yeah. I guess that pretty much does it. Um, real quick, our top three next time. I think it would be. F- Tell me if you guys agree. I think it would be fun to do. I was thinking of like, what games do I really want to get to that I've been like that I haven't played yet, but I really want to do like that. I really want to try to do next year. And I was thinking, well, maybe that'll be a good top three. If we do like top three games that we really want to play in 2017. All right. I think sound good. Yeah. All right. So top three (laughs) games we want to play in 2017. (laughs) Sounds very enthusiastic. Jay, thank you very much for that. Um, And then uh, real quick, send us your emails. Of course, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Email us if there's anything, uh, like, anything that, any suggestions you have, not, like, necessarily games for us to play, but, like, anything you'd like to see us do more or less of on the podcast, uh, like, maybe, like, more, uh, like, guest hosts or less guest hosts or more this or that. Just let us know if you have any less ideas. Robert, more Robert. More, more Robert me, at all. Me. We're talking about uh, games like, like Lisa and uh, Metal Gear Solid and, you know, th- you know things like that. Um. 
send us email or send us email about whatever other types of things you would like to talk about. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. What do you guys uh, follow us at Class Games Cast? Hope everybody has an amazing Christmas or whatever it is that you're celebrating, as well as a really cool Happy New Kwanzaa. Year. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all that stuff. I hope it's all great for everybody. Uh, anything else? Any final words for the. For, this is your last chance for the end of the year. Wow. I, I, I really. I think I have something revolutionary here to say. Ass, yep. ass, 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 and titties. All right, Blake already said it. We're good. Yeah. All right, then. Um, it was fun. Good episode. We will see you guys in, uh, like three weeks. The future. The future. Some, some, sometime in January. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> goodbye and good night. Oh. And good Christmas. You ruined it, Robert. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Robert, what the fuck?